0: You always have to address a network's note.
1: And so it's a fun solution to always come up with. Is like, how do I make their note, but in a different way that makes the content better?
0: I wanted to ask Eric what it was like to see me and my boxers in the prime of my life. That was your prime? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think what YouTube should do with YouTube Originals is just do micro grants. And by micro grants, I'm not talking like $10,000, I'm talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars, about a million dollars, to a bunch of creators a year and just let them run wild. But what I had aimed to do was, I want to make sure that people watch and they go, why is this on YouTube? Like, this is too good for YouTube, was my intent.
2: Everybody be quiet (laughs) so I can reassess what I've just been told. (laughs) You just ate shrimp tacos literally until you vomited in a parking lot. And then to make your stomach feel better, you squirted a furniture store's (laughs) prawn (laughs) toothpaste in your mouth. (laughs) Hey, welcome to the Create Unknown, the home of Make Something Mean Something. I am Kevin Lieber. It is TCU night, Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Eastern. We are always here and will never go away. With me, as always, is Matthew Tabor.
0: Yeah, and we've got we got a couple little W's to mention, don't we? A couple, couple things to talk about. Uh, one of W's. them, we have uh, the Kino Corner. The Kino Corner, you, uh, you saw a little bit of his movie, didn't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Kino Corner dropped a... Feature-length film filmed on film. It's called Wasted Hours. Uh, he he filmed it on 16 millimeter film. He uh, just just released it like last week, I think, and it is now available for purchase yeah. on on Vimeo, I believe. So definitely shout out to him, uh, living up to the "Make something mean something" mantra of this podcast and making things and meaning things. So yes, awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah.
0: It's, it's great to see somebody release a feature length thing. You know, that's so tough to do. It's, it's not it's not a YouTube video, you know, and we've talked to so many people about how they eventually want to do a feature length uh, film or documentary, something like that. And yeah, he just he did it. He dropped it. And uh, we'll pop the link in the description so you can check it out. Um, we also we got some we got some shirts in the mail literally hours ago. Uh, the people on Discord, if you're watching, you see the Triangle Design shirts. I've got it on. I've got it on. And it's exactly as uh, we told you it would be. It's outrageously soft. The inks are amazing. Uh, they look great. The tags, uh, the printed tags, the hang tags, all of it's awesome. Uh, I was telling Kevin earlier that you know, I probably have about 100 shirts left because I I got rid of about 60 of them. Uh, and this is literally the softest shirt that I own. It's, it's that good. Uh, both of them are incredible. The, uh, the cameraman design, um, Oscar's triangle design, we're excited and, uh, we're getting some shipping supplies to get those rolling out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We, we, we spent a ludicrous amount of time on these shirts. I mean, I, we were joking before we started recording that it was, I said six months and you said <laughs> it was much, much longer than nine. that, but yeah, yeah. Nine months, but, but, but look, uh, I think it was worth it. I mean, at the end of the day, it took nine months, whatever. We now have what I think are far and away the best YouTuber merch shirts that have been created on planet Earth. And hopefully um, we have some some pre-orders already that um, we'll be shipping out soon now that we have them in our possession. Um, Our baby gang members, they're all getting them infantry. Um, and and again, I've gotten the question whether, you know, it's better to just order the shirt direct or to, to join the, the Patreon and, and get that discount, join the Patreon, get the discount, get the shirt, get in with us supporting the podcast, you know, month after month, that would be awesome. You just go to patreon.com slash the create unknown, or you could just, or you could just get the shirt and see and feel what it's like on your lovely torso to wear a shirt that took nine months to develop. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and when you think about nine months, well, uh, what can what can two people make in nine months? Oh, a human life. Very <laughs> cool. Any two idiots can do that. Boring. Right? But we've done something much more difficult, which is getting YouTuber merch that you actually really, really, really love because the quality is so good. So yeah. Um, we're, we're quite a bit better than human biology in that sense. So, yeah, like Kevin said, check out the Patreon, grab the uh, discount code. If you want to order straight up, that's fine, too. We'll put the links in the description for that as well.
2: Yeah. And do it, especially if you're an XL. If anyone's listening who's like, I am an XL mm. person, I, there's not much in the in the in the in the yeah. in the realm of XL left in stock, I think maybe one so fast of the triangle design, yeah. maybe a couple of the camcorders. So specifically, XLs out yeah. there, get on it because they're going to be gone uh, very very quickly. But we have not one guest today; we have two guests today, two. kind of a dynamic duo, and uh, one of which is here for the third time on TCU.
0: That's right. Yeah, and it's been over a year and a half since we last spoke with Vsauce 3's Jake Roper. And in the meantime, he won an Emmy for Outstanding Educational or Informational Series with his show, Could You Survive the Movies? He... Talked with us about that uh, last time he was here. It's a docuseries that answers that very question about blockbuster films like Back to the Future and Die Hard in season one. And it's currently answering that question in season two for Titanic, Top Gun, Jurassic Park and more. Episodes are up for YouTube premium members and they're dropping free on YouTube one per week as we speak. And Jake Roper, formerly of the band The Hools, hosts, produces, <laughs> hosts, produces and. <laughs> I wondered if I could get through without laughing, and no, I can't. Um,
3: <laughs> Jake
0: hosts, produces, and directs the show alongside cinematographer and VFX wizard Eric Langley. If you've watched pretty much any VSauce, VSauce 2, or VSauce 3 video over the years, Kind of marveled at the graphics, you can thank Eric for that. He's helped Michael Stevens visualize how the earth moves. Uh, he's helped Kevin explain the neoteny of dog breeding on Vsauce 2. And nearly four years ago, he found himself sharing a tiny cabin on a cruise ship with a man he'd never even met. That was me as we helped Kevin shoot a video about a solar eclipse. Um, Eric won an editing award for his work on the Vsauce 2 Thought Glass series. A lot of you remember that. And Could You Survive the Movies has brought all of Eric's talents into focus, like creating Ghostbuster proto-beams and various alien creatures that threaten Jake, Uh, the complex effects required to make Harry Potter's universe look so real. Uh, Eric and Jake, it's a great partnership between two creative talents. It's kind of in that same vein as Elton John and Bernie Taupin or John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Uh, Since this is Jake's number three, we're gonna throw a question to Eric. What movie would you love to explore the science behind, but YouTube would never allow you to do it?
4: Oh, we're starting off heavy, huh? Uh, Blade
0: That's Runner. That's a big one. Yep. Blade Runner, hands down. Why wouldn't they allow you to do it?
4: Uh, well, I think it's, first of all, an expensive episode to make. Um, I mean, Blade Runner is like, what, 90% visual effects because it <laughs> right. takes place in a dystopian future that we don't live in. Um, so I think that would probably be the biggest factor.
0: Do we want to just give them the real answer? I'll give you the real answer. Is there is there one that was denied?
1: Oh, yeah. Is there, is We've there asked for Blade Runner here? for the pilot for season one, for season two. The issue is, because I assume no one at YouTube is going to watch this. I
3: hope.
1: <laughs> I hope. Um, is because they are scared that we'll make AI look bad. And a lot of their business is artificial intelligence. That is the reason they won't let us make it. To what? which I always say, but AI is good I'm, in Blade Runner. The, I would argue that the problem is the humans yep. who are scared and intimidated by the fact that there are artificial intelligence that are equal, if not greater than theirs. Like AI isn't a problem in Blade Runner. They just want to live their lives. It's the humans that are the problem. But their fear is that will make AI look scary. Is why we don't get to make that show.
0: Did you pitch to them that you would highlight AI being the good guy? And yeah, what did I'm they like, say? We watched when Blade, Blade Runner? We're like, no.
1: We're... <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Humans are the oh. bad ones. <laughs> yeah, they they don't agree with my uh, viewpoint. They just don't want so. to touch the topic at all, then. I'll still push it for season three, but we would love to do Blade Runner for both of us. You know what's
4: funny movies. is your least favorite movie is Blade Runner. The first one. Yeah.
1: Blade Runner 2049 is a masterpiece.
4: Mm.
1: And I just love, but that's the thing, I love what Ridley Scott created. I love the world oh, he yeah, created. It's
4: amazing. It's a beautiful world. Because
1: of the, the brilliance of what he made. And this is the thing that I always stick to, is he created something that doesn't need extra explanation. There's no exposition needed to explain why the world exists, why it is the way that it is. Yeah. It's built in such a way that when they interact with objects or subjects, you understand intrinsically yeah. how they work. And that is the brilliance of the Blade Runner.
4: I mean, their opening shot is Los Angeles, like 2049, where it's just like a hellscape, basically, with giant jets. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's But you believable. get it. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that makes
1: sense. Yeah, I You don't have to... Do, like, do exposition to explain why things are the way they are. Like, it's just, this is how it is. Got it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I took over Eric's question. <laughs> he does that. Sorry. It's
4: <laughs> a so Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner. Sorry about that. It, it would be an expensive one. I think that's other. I mean, like, we stretch our budget to the, like, very fine thing to be able to, like, Blade Runner would be a hard one. It's very, very hard.
2: What are some things in Blade Runner that you'd want to explore?
4: So this, I, maybe this is also part of the issue,
1: because there's not a lot of, like, really big demos to do right. it was more of like what does it mean to be human yeah psychology based and like mm. could we like is there an ai that actually is at a level where it could confuse someone that it is a human being mm-hmm. like you've seen chatbots stuff like that that respond to you but like is there an ai that exists that you would believe to be human if you were talking to it over the internet so that was part of it too i wanted to do a whole demo where like we just get random people off the street and have them communicate on a computer with another person and see if they can figure out that it actually isn't a person that they're talking to.
4: There is a test that exists that does this, the Alan Turning test. Is that what it's called?
1: Yeah. Um, So there's that. And then kind of like more, again, more philosophical, like what does it mean to be human? If your consciousness were to be uploaded to a computer, are you no longer human? Like, is it your arms and legs that make you a human? Is it your torso that wears a beautiful, the create unknown t-shirt that makes you human? (laughs) Like, what is it? Or is it your mind? And if your mind were someplace else, does it make you less human than someone Definitely. like Eric who's flesh and blood. Like so it was yeah. discussing that. And then we'd obviously do one where it's like, could you actually break through a wall with your body, like they do in Blade Runner 249? Yeah. But it'd be more focused on that. I want it to be just a beautiful meditation on humanity and the human experience.
4: Which is what those movies center around. yeah, is Humanity.
1: But uh YouTube doesn't seem to be interested in
2: it. What about Terminator? I would see think that was this would be the same problem.
1: So we yeah. have brought that up. The issue being Terminator crosses so many topics. Because like time travel, we did that in Back oh. to the Future already. Time travel paradoxes, mm-hmm. we did that all as well.
3: Yeah.
1: Like it it would really be have to be focused on could you make a synthetic human? Yeah. Which, Which then is... also falls into Blade Runner.
2: No, but I'm saying from YouTube's perspective, like I would be way more worried about Terminator than I would oh. be about Blade Runner, because Terminator is literally yeah. about AI machines murdering <laughs> all everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Killing everybody. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> judgment Day. I don't, know
1: they, I don't know if they thought that far ahead. But Terminator has come up. My my pushback has always been like, but we already covered that.
2: Right. With so Back so, to the so future. they want to do Terminator and you don't. So this is the opposite problem.
1: I would. I think is I would do Terminator had we not done Back to the Future. But we just cover uh, so much of the time travel already, which is such an important part of the Terminator series.
2: I I understand that. I'm just, it's hurting my brain right now to try to parse. (laughs) Welcome to our life, (laughs) Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to parse being like a 100% hard no on Blade Runner, but being like totally fine with Terminator, which in my opinion is a way, way worse piece of like much more famous cinema, a much more famous, uh, you know, IP literally about ai murdering every every person on on planet i Earth, mean
1: so. some things just don't make sense <laughs> overall youtube's great but there's certain things that make sense we really we've wanted to do for two seasons indiana jones yeah we've been told that indiana jones is too old however titanic was totally fine for some reason
4: well, they're uh, coming out with a sequel <laughs> oh yeah titanic oh, it actually it's out on uh netflix isn't it yeah i believe
1: so. <laughs> things like, that, like the matrix we were like let's do the matrix they're like oh it's too old no one knows the matrix like literally everybody knows the matrix, knows the matrix. <sighs>
0: Didn't Raiders of the Lost Ark come out the same year as some of the other movies that you've done?
1: Well, so a good example of this is Alien. The only reason we were able to do Alien is because I was able to convince them that at the time when that episode came out, it was like the 30th anniversary or something of Alien. So they were We're re-releasing the movie in theaters. So I was like, we have to do it. We got to jump on this trend. But originally they were like, Alien's too old. Like Mad Max was a fight for a pilot. Yeah. I really wanted Mad Max. They were like... Who cares about Mad Max? They're not even making a sequel. And I was like, Oh yeah, who cares about Mad Max? The movie that was literally nominated for pretty much every single Academy Award. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What a what a piece of trash that nobody knows. But that one was a fight. I had to write an entire script for a Star Wars episode in the interim. Um, but luckily, Disney was like, We will sue you. So we went back to Mad Max. Really? Anyway,
2: yeah. Oh yeah, I Disney. Saw-
1: Disney was not for some words. reason
2: I I thought that the like the Lucas films and the whole Star Wars thing maybe it changed when Disney bought them but I thought their whole mantra was like they were extremely open to fans doing stuff with that property
1: But the thing is it's not so much a fan thing cuz it's it's, it's uh, being bankrolled by YouTube
0: Yeah. Oh, so, so it's like, a competition We could thing. do it.
1: We just couldn't use words like Jedi, lightsaber, lightsaber. the Force, <laughs> things like that. Your laser sword. And I was like, then there's no, then what are we going to do? Like, it's going to feel so <laughs> abstract
4: that people are going to ask questions.
2: Hold on. That would actually be really funny though. <laughs> is like a, you, a Star Wars you,
4: universe that has nothing to do <laughs> with the Star Wars universe. You know,
2: yeah. You come up with like goofy replacement words for everything. Yeah. yeah like, like l- laser sword yeah. and, uh, like, uh, cloud dancer, <laughs> like John, John cloud dancer. <laughs>
4: It'd be like the space balls of Star Wars. Yeah.
1: Well, the other issue we ran into was uh, I remember when I wrote the script for that episode, I had um, I had to also include like what talent I wanted. So I had written in like uh, Christopher Walken as one of the robots, of the want, androids.
4: You just want Christopher Walken? I in want any Christopher Walken episode. so
1: bad. And then also <laughs> this is back when Stephen Hawking was alive. He was going to be the our Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I remember god. this specifically that YouTube came back being like they're not famous enough. Have like Uh, somebody like they literally just like have someone like (laughs) Rihanna be in it. To which I said, how much money are you giving us again? Because I don't think it's enough. I think our entire budget would go to Rihanna. But yeah, they didn't (laughs) think Stephen Hawking or Chris Rock were famous enough.
0: (laughs) Okay, cool. What do you even say to that? I was like, right. how do you serve you know this this we we talked last week i think about a meeting that we had uh, uh kevin and i had and, and kevin had some conflict so i had to do this call and it was like 10 people none of whom actually work on any content or media uh raising questions and concerns about about a pitch we had and it was really stupid it was like on that level of who's ever heard of stephen hawking um, how did you, <laughs> you must've had like a thousand of those moments where uh, you had some kind of objection. How did you power through <laughs> that slog?
1: You know, it's, it's funny. We just, we talked about this earlier in our live stream for a quiet place. Um, it's, and I don't, I don't, here's the thing. I know we were just poo-pooing YouTube a lot. Yeah. I do not dislike YouTube. I, I know I was poo-pooing <laughs> YouTube. It's, it's creative problem solving. Yeah. Like they'll have notes. For example, the one we brought up in a quiet yeah. place live stream, was you know in our show we have writing on screen like there'll be an arrow freeze frames arrow pointing to the thing or pointing like to a person or to an object explaining that came out of mad max there was a specific moment where they're like we're confused what's happening and i was like i will literally just write it on screen for you and i did that we sent it to them and they're like we love this do more of this and now it's just become a a feature of system and we really love it like it's one of my favorite parts so that's the thing like you they have ideas and sometimes I'm like i don't get it but you still have to address their note You always have to address a network's note. Yeah. So it's about, can I address it in a way that makes it better instead of making it worse? Right. And so it's a fun solution to always come up with is like, how do I make their note, but interpret in a way that makes the content better. Creative problems. Yeah. A hundred percent. Always.
4: is.
2: I remember that being one of my notes for you when I saw that pilot was just to write more stuff on screen. Yeah. Uh, so but that's usually, the thing that I always do on Vsauce too, because I have such bad AD HD or whatever that I'm always throwing words on the screen, and and some people find that annoying, and I get that. That's fine, uh, <laughs> but I'd rather be annoying than boring. Yeah, and that's why that's why I love, yeah. um, especially when you're using different terminology that people may be unfamiliar with, or I know what you do all the time on on Vsauce 3 with, um, like measurements and measurement conversion is really important because you have the metric system and, mm-hmm. um, all of that stuff. But I don't know. I just think that people, a lot of people have short attention spans now and, uh, the more, yeah. more flashy you can be and more stuff you can throw at them kind of the better.
1: Well, you're right. And that's, I think, you know, when you, when you think about video content, there's two important factors to it. It's one, the video and two, the audio and how can you make them work together? Where I can offset me having to express things audibly by just having visuals on screen is always one of the things that we think about when we write the scripts, when we make the show. Yeah, And I think you do the same thing, Kevin, is like, how can you express information without having to say it? So it's more concise, it's more clean, and it moves to what you were just saying, which is motivation. It progresses the story.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a huge component of educational I mean, videos in general. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and it's also, given the content, extremely difficult to do it visually. Especially, aud- like auditory, yeah, for sure. But even visually, sometimes with audio, can be very difficult concepts to yeah to express. Your
1: head around, yeah. but that's why Eric's so good. <laughs> that's why he shared a, a cabin
0: with Tabor. <laughs> it's funny
1: yeah, because so of the best was with the best.
0: You know, we we end that intro with a big question to kick things off, and and my suggestion got vetoed. Uh, I, I wanted to ask Eric what it was like. To see me and my boxers in the prime of my life. (laughs) You know,
4: I think I might have deleted it from my memory because I don't
3: remember that. (laughs) That was your prime? (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess
4: it was forgettable. (laughs) Sorry, David. Oh, man, there's a
1: lot of roasting in there today. (laughs) Oh, is that my memory card? Yeah. Oh, I was wondering where this went. You're welcome. Cool. Found my memory card, guys.
4: I actually just recently uh, rewatched that video. The uh, Eclipse video. There's some really good moments in that video.
1: Total Eclipse? Wasn't she on the...
4: She was on that ship. What
1: is that Bonnie Tyler?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Total Eclipse of Um, the
3: heart. And
4: one of the Jonas
0: Brothers. She and well, yeah, know. she and Joe Jonas uh, yes. sang that song like minutes before the eclipse. That was the big build-up. Was that they did the duet and then the eclipse happened? Hey
1: Tabor, I believe we say for Joe Jonas just Jonas is his name.
0: Is that how you you do just it? say
1: Jonas? If you're in the know, you <laughs> okay. just say Jonas, <laughs> or you say Jonas, <laughs> but we usually say Jonas. <laughs> well, I would love <laughs> that, Eric. Where I, am I? Am what's happening? <laughs> I don't don't
2: know. I want to hear Eric's perspective on, because one thing that, (laughs) you know, I'd love to get into uh, in regards to system, but maybe we could start things off with how it went on the the Royal Caribbean trip (laughs) is that when you watch a video, you know, you watch a YouTube video, I think that 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 Eclipse at Sea video is like three and a half minutes long. It's yeah. a short video. Short it's video. short, yeah. But it was yep. a brutal. Yeah, it was very hard. To, to yeah. make that, it was, it was such
4: a struggle. We flew to, to get Florida. There. We got on a cruise ship for like, what, four days?
0: Yeah, about yeah. three days, four days. Yeah. It was very hard. But I mean, you guys, you, you both could not make any mistakes there were just no second takes on all of the critical things that you needed to do and that was that seemed like that was the stress driver oh is yeah that we had like one, had one shot, be, right? shot yeah. yeah
3: yeah
0: yeah yeah it was like a matter of hours hardly like any time hours. to eat the
1: caviar they were serving <laughs> that shit did not have caviar <laughs> i mean maybe <laughs> The uh, canapes. <laughs> oh, it's cocktail hour. I assume that's what happens on cruise ships. I don't really know. Well, the other thing,
4: too, is it's a huge ship. Oh, God, it was big. And, yep. like, just getting from, like, oh, we'll shoot here to, like, let's shoot somewhere else was, like, a 20, 30-minute walk plus all equipment, which was just me yeah. and Tabor carrying plus stuff. Plus
1: carrying the champagne and caviar. And champagne Yeah, and it's caviar. really hard. Yeah,
2: <laughs> sort of yeah big but walking walking through like thousands of people who are there on vacation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not like we had the ship to ourselves. Yeah, that right. was a thing I, I was thinking about this morning was was uh people don't realize how we almost didn't even get a shot of the eclipse itself no. because when you when you do these things uh, you, you would be amazed at the lack of um coordination oh, yeah. on the part of the people who are hiring yeah. you to do a thing like so for the instance on this uh this eclipse thing we we were told like like the first question I asked when we got there is where are we going on this ship to shoot the eclipse to make this video that yeah. you hired us for they didn't know and 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 it was just like, oh, like yeah, everybody will go to the, you know, you just go to the upper deck and and you'll you know you you'll see it. You know who else went to the upper deck? The entire ship worth right. of people.
4: Yeah, so it's not actually, like remember there was like the first place we an There was like this little coordinated area for press, and like we literally couldn't even set up the camera because there were so many people there, and there was like it was hundreds awesome. of people in this tiny little area.
2: And and meanwhile, like the clock's ticking. Uh, yeah. You know, an eclipse is kind of a timely <laughs> event, and. Yeah. And it, we, we ended up running to the front of the ship, ran- didn't we?
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. yes. We had Which like, was an like S a quarter, quarter mile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Which is really cool. That was really fun, though. I mean, it was still
0: cloudy. Once it got done successfully. Yeah. <laughs> like once you guys got past that critical point where you had everything you needed and it, it worked, then you could like exhale and enjoy, yeah. <laughs> well, enjoy still, my thing.
4: favorite shot of that video Kevin is you looking up at that eclipse that is such a cool that's like one of my favorite shots It was cool. it's such a cool shot I don't even remember getting it <laughs> <laughs> it's such a cool shot I love it
0: by the way I've just pasted into the episode chat a picture of Bonnie and Jonas oh. singing yeah just he was moments like that oh, he's that going eclipse. for like a weird Freddie, Freddie Mercury, Mercury vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I remember okay. him coming yeah. out there
4: I was like, that's like yeah Mercury. he
0: was there with uh, is it DNCE um that was you His know, you know he was there with the with the group <laughs> <laughs> but I'd love but no, to that hear was, that some, was a, a crazy experience yeah some
2: similar uh like system e stories where you, you had you know a lot of struggles <laughs> to get the thing and I <laughs> Dude, mean I'm sure I mean yeah that's, uh, that's
4: the rest of the discussion. It's Let's like, hear it.
2: This will be a therapy moment for the both of you.
4: Everyone thinks it's like this really super high, I mean, it's, it's a good budget, but everyone thinks it's like this really high budget where we just have unlimited resources and time where realistically we're doing like 70 setups and, you know, for two days for each episode, which is insane. It's like to get the quality that Jake and I strive for, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of setups. Um, and it's just, uh, it's pretty stressful and chaotic. Well,
1: Eric's being very generous. It's a nightmare. <laughs> if we're being totally with we make the show because we love it yeah it is not fun to make no, it's, it's fun to be on set like when you were there for ghostbusters kevin like it's fun to interact with your friends and be able to see them but yeah. even when we were doing ghostbusters like how many times we hang out not in front of camera
2: oh uh, i think zero yeah times maybe maybe once <laughs> but like, like, like when we first started there's the no day? time
1: yeah. yeah i think when yeah. you like first got there i came down and hung out with you for a little bit and then i immediately left yeah. And the only time we ever saw each other was when we were in front of camera together for yeah. a scene
4: Season two was even harder than season
1: one. Yeah, because we had the same amount of time. Because as you remember, Kevin, we had two days to film narrative stuff. Right? So we filmed Mm -hmm. in that set and then we filmed on the top of the roof across two days. And that's how much we had even for the second season, which is even bigger. We had the same amount of time to film videos that are now five minutes on average longer than the first season. Mm -hmm. So generally how it works is if you were to look... Because I I consider us to be a scripted show because we very are much scripted besides the science beats. Scripted shows are usually four minutes a day three to four minutes a day is what they film. We film Screen like time. 10 minutes a day. Yeah. And then in the edit, we cut it down from like 20 plus minutes down to 18. It's, uh, but it's a, it's, it's an insane which, marathon. Yeah. It's a drive that it's we're doing. Super drive. Um, it's always a challenge because money's an issue. We were talking about this earlier today. Like when we film, we generally with ghostbusters it was unique, but we generally can only get one location because that's as much time as we have as much money as we have. So we have to make that one location work for every single beat within the script. Yeah. Um, And like, as Eric mentioned, with shots, like a shot list, so just for those that don't know, a shot list is anytime the camera moves, that is a different shot. So if you're just moving it five feet to the right, that's a different shot. So you'd have a new shot list for it. So with like A Quiet Place, we had 70 something shots just for the narrative across two days. So every single time, someone has to move a camera, change the lights, readjust focus, readjust lighting, make sure everything's good, reposition the talent.
4: And there's like 30 people that have
1: And It's a huge, like it takes a lot of people. Yeah, not just system, but any show it takes so many people. So it isn't just Eric and I. There's What's, a lot of people that make this uh, thing happen.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah. What's the balance of that? Because we were just talking to to Zach Hadel, Psychic Pebbles, about the efficiency that like the YouTube generation of creators have. Being able to do lots of things themselves, so Zach, he was talking about he and Michael Cusack doing so many things in the production of Smiling Friends that the traditional like massive staff of people would do. Where's the balance on that? Like, what's what's your bare minimum that you can get away with?
1: What would you say? I feel like systems unique because like for all intents and purposes, it is a TV show, yeah. right? Like we have a network, they pay for the show, we have a production team, we make the show episodic. But I would say there still is a lot of that YouTube mentality into it, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because that's how we all exist. Where Eric does the cinematography, he also does the VFX, right? Like that's, he's doing two jobs, but it's brilliant because as a cinematographer, he knows what he needs to capture for post-production. So he'll frame it in a way or light in a way where he knows what he can do in Cinema 4D, whatever application he's using to make it real. And then for my own case, like I write it, direct it, host it, produce it. I'm involved in everything. Like I'm literally after this conversation, I'm gonna send social stills to all the talent in our Harry Potter episode for tomorrow. Yeah. Like I do all that stuff, casting. I did because we just don't have the resources. I have to say it
4: certainly helps save on budget. Plus well, the thing because it <laughs> saves
1: on money. Like our cameras, yeah. they're all mine yeah. that we use to film. If they're not mine, I reach out. I reach out to Vision Research and I'm like, hey, could we please borrow a Phantom camera? Right. And they give us a really good deal on a Phantom camera. Flear gives us their cameras for free because I have a good relationship with them. I would love to pay these people, but we don't have the money to do it.
4: I mean. Yeah, we could make the show for cheaper, but it just wouldn't be the same show.
1: That's the thing. We, we put all of our money into the production value, yeah. and then I ask for favors. Like, a lot of the talent, even Kevin. <laughs> like, I would love to be able to pay a thousands, thousands of dollars, but we don't have the budget for it. So, luckily, like, because I reach out to my friends, they do it for, like, the base rate, which is very generous of them. But that's the way that we are able to actually make the show because we don't have the money to actually make yeah. what is needed
4: <laughs> to make the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a hard show. It's a... It's it's a unique show and it's quite hard because you're riding the line between cinematic, science, reality. You're like yeah, it's it's a hard show to make.
2: It's amazing to me that um you have made all of these episodes, they're so different. Like the Titanic episode is so different than like the Quiet Place episode and I have to tell you both that as soon as I was done with season 2, I just wanted more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah, yeah, like honestly, like I'm not just saying that. I like, well, am nice comple- completely biased, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like 100% biased, but um I just felt like it was sorry guys, it was not enough. Like I need <laughs> I need more of this show. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well yeah i think eric wouldn't be here if there was more
1: he'd be dead (laughs) (laughs) but we do every season we send them eight episodes to pick from and it's just been six each time um but we'll Mm -hmm. see there's some you know potentially exciting things for season three i'll be the first to you got the exclusive there might be some exciting things for a season three which will mean more episodes for you kevin
2: good that's that's what i want that's what i want Whether you're a hardcore enthusiast or just a person who goes up, oh, that's a good-looking car. <laughs> Check out the Big Three available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch the full videos at Donut Podcasts on YouTube. I have a big, a big question for you about this process and about what you see in the in the old landscape here, because uh, we talk a lot on this podcast here. We talk to captain disillusion about oh, good this guy. um you know psychic pebbles obviously last week we talked about this cuz he's making his show for adult swim and yep. i'm interested in how you see youtube's role evolving in funding and producing shows because obviously uh-huh. they've <sighs> they've been winding down on that whole thing <laughs> um but i see them having a lot of opportunity as being a a production house almost to take advantage. Cause what I, what I said to, to to Zach last week about this, and it was about what Matt was saying earlier is I feel like there is a huge hole right now in traditional media companies, not, and I'll just say not taking advantage of how much YouTubers will do, like how, how much people like <laughs> you two are able to do with just, you know, the two of you. I mean, obviously, there's Ample Productions is is a great production company, and there are a lot of people also that help you, but you, you, you two are also doing, like, seven jobs, huge jobs each, and that's what it sounded like Zach was, Zach and Michael are doing on Smiling Friends. They're each doing, like, seven people's jobs each, and I could see a lot of talented YouTubers doing seven jobs each for, you know, the discoveries of the world and Viacoms and whomever else Universal. So it hasn't happened yet. I can see it happening. It seems like the path of least resistance though and YouTube could benefit from this is to continue funding original series and then do what they did with the karate Kid show and sell it to Netflix and then you know be kind of like a, a, a little farm a like little an incubator farm of almost. talent an incubator yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah here's the thing. Everything you said totally makes sense. Now, if we exist in thank, reality. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, d- <laughs> I don't mean it to be as snarky as I just said it, but from their perspective, I can guarantee they were not happy about Cobra Kai going away or Step Up, Going to Stars. Or um, what was it? Not Keith. What was it? Kent. What was it? Fudge. What's the show? Uh-huh. The other one that was like by the Deadpool guys. Um, it had one season on YouTube and now it's on Amazon Prime. Uh. I can guarantee they're not happy about that. What happened was, if I had to guess, I don't know these deals at all, is that YouTube took too long to renew the seasons, be it a second or a third season, and the license for the show went, reverted back to the production company and the production company took it elsewhere. And it is nice because they basically were able to use like, hey, look, we have a season of a show and it was successful. Look at it. It exists. Buy it. And like, okay, well, this is a safe bet. We already know the numbers that it got. People liked it we're making a second season to an already successful first season or a second season. Great. I believe that, and again, I say this without knowing, but I believe that is what happened. And I do not think that was YouTube's intent Hmm. for that to happen because that happened with us. Every season after the pilot, after the first season, YouTube has a certain amount of time to pick up another season or a first season. And if they are out of that time, they have to ask me to sign an agreement to extend their window of licensing. And every time I have extended it, Mm-hmm.
0: And that is why they have seasons
1: of our show It's because I've agreed to extend the window
0: and also why they, but there are good reasons for somebody to not do the extension, but it
1: depends on what they want. Like, you know, we're in a position where like I have a YouTube channel. It's kind of a benefit to have a YouTube original on my channel because that's content. Sure. I don't then have to be yeah. making a Netflix show while also making a monthly or every other week video on Vsauce three. I spent 15 months making this series and now I have two months worth of content, mm-hmm. like once a week, two videos a week. Um, so I think it's just dependent on what they're, what they want. So Kevin, I do agree with you. I've talked about this a lot where I think what YouTube should do with YouTube originals is just do micro grants. And by micro grants, I'm not talking like $10,000. I'm talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not a million dollars to a bunch of creators a year and just let them run mm-hmm. wild. Mm-hmm. So they make great content. Kind of what like uh field, what was it called? Field trip. Is that the thing you made that animated short with?
2: Oh, uh, I think it was called field day. day. Field day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like a similar field thing day. like that, but it's, yeah. You know, we'll give you like Kevin goes and pitches a four episode series. They're like, you know what? We love it. Here's a million dollars. Make this a reality. And a million dollars to make it happen. And then you make it. And if they if it performs well, if they like it, they'll turn into a full series. That they'll fund fully more than a million bucks. If not, you just made four episodes of something that could conceivably be picked up by Discovery Plus right, another or Netflix mm-hmm. or Paramount Plus. Who knows? But I think that's what they should be investing in is like micro grants almost. So then they'd have more mm-hmm. content. It would elevate creators, which is the important part. That, to me, is why YouTube Originals should exist, is to elevate creators. Because there's so many talented people. Like, you're very talented, Kevin. Wouldn't it be great if you had a show? And YouTube should help create that with you because you've been such a valuable asset to their platform.
3: Mm.
1: So I agree. I would like YouTube to do that. The reality is I don't think they are. I think their focus is very much on what shows have worked. We'll keep doing those. And can we get Justin Bieber to make another documentary? Can we get Robert Downey Jr. to host another series for (laughs) us? I think that's what moves the needle for them.
2: Yeah. See, I thought that they were, your your theory about them just losing the rights to these shows is interesting. I I hadn't thought of that. I honestly hadn't conceived that that was what happened. See, I thought, because production companies do this all the time. Well, they'll make a show and they'll sell it to a different distributor, a different, you know, publisher or whatever. um, And then they make that licensing fee. And and I figured, why wouldn't YouTube get in that game? I, I guess they don't want to. Do they sell things to their competition? Well, Well,
1: that's the thing. I don't know. I'm speaking very broadly right now because everyone's deal is different. Like, my deal with YouTube for Kudjitata Movies is different than Cobra Kai's deal with YouTube. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. So, from my experience, the way it works is that YouTube owns a license to the show for as long as they keep renewing it. Once they stop Mm -hmm. renewing it, they no longer own the license. So, conceivably, Mm -hmm. because it's in my agreement, YouTube could license Kudjitata Movies to somebody else, but they would make a very small amount of money from that license. Because
3: mm-hmm.
1: a lot of that license would go to myself and Ample. Um, mm-hmm. My guess would be that they had a deal where it was like, we own the rights to the show as long as we keep making it. Once we stop making it, after a certain set period of time, it reverts back to the license holder, which would be the production company. Mm-hmm. And then like, great. We'll go sell it to somebody else.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm just trying to think big picture, like what YouTube's role will be in this landscape. Because I got to tell you, I did that tweet about how people should be watching could you survive the movies on their tvs because you should it's a tv show mm. you should watch it on your television you should not watch it on your phone first of all that's ridiculous i'm totally on david lynch's side <laughs> with that one <laughs> about like dot do not watch movies on your your iphone uh do not watch could you could you survive the movies on your phone uh i i wouldn't even watch it on a laptop or a computer either it it's so
4: you know, it's pretty funny kevin it's like I agree with everything you're saying. I have never watched it on the TV.
2: <laughs> oh, I have.
4: What? I I've only ever watched it on my cell phone.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: if you came to the premiere, that's true. You would have watched it on that's a uh, movie theater saying. screen. That's fine though. But no, Kevin. Well, it's actually yeah. as a quick aside. When I pitched the show to YouTube, I I specifically remember this. We had a big meeting at their Beverly Hills office, and it was like 20 executives and then me. Um, and they were like, "What do? You, what's the vision for the show? Like, why do you think this should be on YouTube?" And my response was. And I don't know if I, if I hit this mark, but what I had aimed to do was, this is what I told him, I want to make sure that people watch and they go, why is this on YouTube? Like, this is too good for YouTube, was my intent. And for some reason, that resonated really well with him, I guess. <laughs>
2: so here we are. <laughs> well, that's my point, though, is that it kind of is too good to watch on your phone. It is too good to watch on your computer. It should be this easy, you know, Roku or TV app experience. And it's really not, like... Not for nothing, but it's annoying to pull up the thing on your phone and then cast it to your TV. It'd be much nicer if Could You Survive of the Movies was on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or whatever. And you just click through with your Roku and watch it in two seconds. And it's way easier to binge shows that way. It's way harder to binge casting from uh, well, that, an app, a YouTube app. That
0: brings us to a much larger... Don't, don't you, Sorry, yeah. Tabor, were you saying? No, I, like, I watch that stuff on Roku on the YouTube app. Like, <laughs> but it does, but the thing that, that is, you t- know the how technology to find exists,
1: it. and that to me is the biggest truth. I bring this yeah. up to YouTube every single time we do a show with them, which is how do people see it? Because if you go to Netflix, mm-hmm. you don't have to go to Netflix.com/slash stranger things to watch stranger things, you just go to Netflix and you can find it right there because it's probably on the front page. If you go to YouTube.com, you're not going to see because you just have the movies unless you go to YouTube.com/slash Vsauce3 or
4: even their app for that
1: matter. Yeah, that if you go to you know, because YouTube yeah. TV, yeah. I actually did this the other week. YouTube TV has YouTube originals baked into it. Does it. If you go to YouTube TV and go to their originals tab, which is a little bit down the page, because mm-hmm. you the movies isn't even it's there. there. So is how do you find it? What is search and discovery? And it's treated mm-hmm. the same way as a Vsauce 2 video, any video, except one of the disadvantages we have is that because all of our videos come out at once, right behind the paywall, technically. And then as you said, Tabor, like once a week, it becomes free. So for example, tomorrow, Harry Potter comes out. Technically, that video came out three weeks ago. So, when it switches to free to watch, nobody gets notified. It won't show up in your subscription feed. You won't get a ding on your phone. My
4: parents didn't know it.
1: You will out. not know that it came out <laughs> unless you go to my channel to watch it, which is an issue. <laughs> That's grim. <laughs> is, how do you see that it? That
0: is grim yes, in terms you of have success. To actively yeah. go search. Like for
1: it. you have to actively search for it, which puts a lot of burden on the viewer. And it shouldn't be. We should be serving them content, not making them search for it. So, it's, it's a larger issue with how their platform works, which is a bit difficult. And, and hopefully they'll adjust it because it should be adjusted.
2: Yeah. I find it annoying. It, it's more than searching. It's like digging. digging. It's like yep. sifting. There's like several layers of being a nuisance. And who's got time for that? Well, also, you know, they that. have a
1: series. If you were to watch Top Gun, it won't automatically then take you to Jurassic Park versus the second episode. It'll just take right. you to whatever the algorithm says you should watch next. It's like, but if you're watching the right. show, shouldn't it do like a Netflix or a Hulu or right. an Amazon? Next where it's episode. Just, Here's the next episode. Like you would think them being YouTube and literally owning the platform, they could adjust those features. But I guess they can't, is what I've been told. That
2: one, that, that's exactly my point. It's like that the, Could You Survive the Movies is just intrinsically bingeable. It just is. The, the, yes. Like how fast it yeah. moves, how pretty it is, uh, how entertaining it is, and how fun it is to watch. Like I said before, where I just wanted more, it's that experience when you start one, you just want to watch the next one, the next one, the next one. I remember when the first season came out, we, we binged the whole thing. Um, I was on uh, actually visiting my parents and we, we binged the whole thing because as soon as one's over, you're like, well, w- what other movies <laughs> did he do? <laughs> and you just keep going. <laughs> and, uh, um, and and like I said, it's just so easy to binge stuff the, the way that the like the Hulus of the world work. Yeah. And whereas with YouTube, it's like, all right, well, what is this? This is a behind the scenes <laughs> episode of a video I already watched. This is a live stream promoting something I've already seen. Okay, it's not that. Which one is it? It's ridiculous. Kevin,
4: that was your real voice, wasn't it? Yeah. That was the real Kevin voice. (laughs) (laughs) When he's alone.
1: He's like, Paula, do you want to watch some hentai?
3: (laughs) That is how I talk. (laughs)
1: Call me Christian Gray. My radio voice. Um... (laughs) But yeah, it's uh, it's you know, it's an issue. But that's why I mean, when you talk about the live stream, that's besides it just being fun for us. Yeah. One of the reasons we do it is so people are aware that the actual episode exists and has come out. It is coming out. Because otherwise, nobody knows. And which is why we remind
4: people, and the link is there. Yeah,
1: I I I know I feel bad that we have to say it so much, but like
4: I think it's important.
1: YouTube doesn't do its job of notifying people that an episode came out. Yeah. Like it literally just doesn't. It's
0: so weird considering the money and the effort and the time and everything (laughs) that goes into it. Like imagine, imagine getting like, like putting thousands of dollars into like a custom tailored tuxedo and then just deciding to like stay home and and watch the Oscars instead of going to it. Like, what is the point? Why would you bother doing (laughs) any of that just to just not at all use the thing that that's amazing? Uh, So it's it's really odd. And like you said, Jake. It's crazy that they who control the the algorithm to push these things can't, you know, check a little box and have it served out in a, a friendly way. You'd just be
1: like, ah, it. I know it was technically public two weeks ago, but just like notify subscribers. But right. sure, there's a way they could do yeah. it. But the analogy that I will use that I just came up with right now, Tabor, <laughs> from what you just said,
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's like, you know, because we spent 15 months making this season. It's like I spent 15 months making the perfect pasta for someone. They're a pasta aficionado. You know, they want the perfect pasta. And I spent 15 months perfecting it and they ate it. And instead of saying how good it was or writing a Yelp review, they just fart into the wind.
2: <laughs> and that's
1: what it feels like.
2: <laughs> that's your big analogy? That's my is analogy. Eating spaghetti and farting? It's awful. But, okay. You love spaghetti. You tweeted about spaghetti. You made a
1: chair out of spaghetti. Oh, I'm no,
2: sorry. No, no, is, it, is spaghetti no, not no, good no. enough for you? You know who loves spaghetti? This guy, Matt Tabor, who will, will oh, order yeah, spaghetti yeah. and meatballs. Okay, spaghetti let me tell you this. Yeah. You will love this. You will <laughs> love this. You will love this. Okay. We could be at like the fanciest Italian restaurant on planet Earth. And and, and, and this is what makes the story so funny. He will look at the menu <laughs> intently, like intently, and, and really like discern his options and think about them, weigh them, consider them, oh, scallopini hmm alfredo carbonara <laughs> wow that sounds good what's this um you know what i'll have the spaghetti and meatballs every time every single time it's, it's like why <laughs> yes just That's the spaghetti part of the and
0: dish meatballs. though that is literally part of the dish is the opportunity cost of that dish so when you eat the spaghetti and the meatballs you also need to taste what you're not eat it right <laughs> so this is important you have to have that in your mind it's like oh i could be having the it just sounds like you're have, justifying you know, in your mind why you already are
1: you're like i could have gotten something better but no here's the thing tabor, tabor you're, a, you're a sweet guy and i'm not saying that you're wrong because when i go to when i go to certain restaurants like when i go to indian restaurants i always order a chicken tikka masala no matter what else i'm because okay, i'm like good. if they can make a good chicken tikka yeah. masala then they're probably Got the set. way you say That's that
2: you That's Absolutely. a Roperism. I know. It? This reminds and me of our- The way that you said that. The, uh,
1: what was it? Our first taco time. The very first taco time. <laughs> oh,
4: God. Pico de gallo. Yeah. Pico de gallo. <laughs> I like knew what he Pico was going to do before even Pico de gallo.
2: <laughs> do it again. Chicka tikka basala.
4: <laughs> Why I, do you do that? He's Italian. Because I'm trying to be
2: culturally sensitive. Kevin.
1: <laughs> I
2: think it's culturally insensitive, actually. <laughs> no, sorry.
1: Sometimes I like to eat my food with a tortilla. <laughs> you know, you just got to- <laughs>
2: You're like Peggy Hill trying to pronounce uh, Spanish words. That was actually, this is completely
1: not really anything. I was at a restaurant a few years ago here in Los Angeles, and the we were ordering our brunch, and the lady was like, Yeah, you can get like a croissant, you can get some bread, or you can get a tortilla. And I was like, Why did she say it? That? Like, a croissant, she just said like croissant. She wasn't like, croissant. But like tortilla, she really emphasized. And now that's always stuck with me, so that's why I say tortilla nowadays. So I'm like, what kind of tortilla do you want for your uh, taco, Kevin? I want to go back to this. Oh, sorry, we're
0: still having a conversation. I have a feeling, yeah, 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 no, no. We're we're talking about we're talking about spaghetti and meatballs. Something here. When I go to Olive Garden, <laughs> but isn't doesn't everybody have a thing where they want to know that one thing in a million different ways? where you want to have uh, i don't know see a thing eat a thing whatever it is like in every part yeah, of the world we, you we can get mexican and then food compare. In every
4: country to go to or try to
1: oh yeah we always yeah. when we whenever we travel together because we're a couple um we always we always have to get, <laughs> get mexican food
0: I just want to see what it's so like. You, you literally do the exact same thing I do, yet it's three on one. Well, no,
1: but it sounds that like, here's happens? the thing, Taylor, mean, <laughs> I could be wrong.
0: <laughs> we define the whole
1: cuisine. Yeah, what, what I feel like I'm hearing, and maybe when I get in the full picture, maybe Kevin, no. you know, this could be like couples therapy and Kevin's just saying his point of view. Um, And okay. I want to say, let me I'm just sorry. say this, this is a safe place. Your meatballs are safe okay. here. Okay. Um, Good. Which is that I think it's fine. If after you go to a Mexican, or not Mexican, Italian restaurant once, you order spaghetti meatballs, you're like, oh, that was a thing. I liked it. It was enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Then maybe you order something different. But if you're only ordering spaghetti meatballs every single time, even on repeat visits, then it seems like you're missing out. It's not wrong. But
0: if they're... If they're good, why do you bag well, like, like, on something that might not be Because here's what I
1: do. When there's a Mexican it's restaurant like, oh, that here's I like. there's
0: a lump of gold. Do you want to like, dig your hand in the dirt and see if you can pull out platinum instead? Like, no, I'll just take gold. But the, the thing gold. is, you know, you have a safety net. So I do this.
1: When I go to a Mexican restaurant that I like, I, I generally do like, quesadilla nachos tacos. And then I'll pick from one of those. I'm like, you know okay. what? I'll do the nachos again this time. But also, you know what? Let me try the enchiladas. Oh. So I have my safety net of nachos, okay. and those are good. But then I dip my you toes overlap. in the different yeah. waters.
4: And then he's. Then he goes, enchiladas were terrible.
3: Never yeah. And then I go, <laughs> you call this enchiladas? And I flip it over. <laughs> and then I fart in the wind. <laughs> and I'm good to go. With my nachos, uh, of course.
1: The diversion of conversation from
4: YouTube premium to, yeah, to Jake farting in the wind. No,
1: spaghetti meatballs is really the, the top at <laughs> hand. I just think that Taper really loves – he can't hear us. I think he really loves –
0: Olive Garden, because <laughs> he, he just likes to feel like family. I, I do like olive. Yeah, garden. he's like I'm yeah, family. Here. I do like olive garden. I'll give
1: me all of the salad. I
0: don't feel like family. <laughs>
1: it's a free. I
0: don't feel like family, but I feel I feel a challenge. I mean, if they're <laughs> going to throw out this endless, unlimited stuff, oh, we then did that. At, I, it's challenge accepted and chilies?
4: Oh, what's chilies unlimited enchiladas?
1: Yeah, and I was forced into eating mm. unlimited enchiladas. He talked a big game. How many did you Go. get down? I got. They had a bunch of different varieties, so they like. Uh, like salsa verde enchiladas, yeah. pico de gallo enchilada. They had, <laughs> <laughs> they had like mole <laughs> enchiladas. They had red sauce enchiladas. Yeah, and they all came in a two two per plate, and I ate all of them.
4: I think it was like five or six plates of it. Maybe. Yeah, but it's funny because it started out really nice. Like it was very well, like the chef tried, and then each, <laughs> each enchilada dish you ordered next time just got. Worse and worse. The next time it was just like a tortilla slap with some stuff with sauce. Yeah, it was like
1: a quarantine and just like garbage on top of it. So like he'll just eat whatever we give him. And then was that when I threw up in a parking lot? You did not throw. Up. I didn't. Know, oh, that was. Oh, that was um, on the borders when I threw up in the parking lot. Yeah, when they when they similar to the Taper when they say it's unlimited, I am going to prove that it is unlimited. <laughs> I'm going to make them go out of business. <laughs> but yeah, and, uh, and it was a uh, in Hicksville, New York. There was oh. like, that's where the Ikea used to be. And next to the Ikea was an on the border grill. And they had a, I forgot what it was an unlimited, like shrimp tacos or something. So I ate so many that we then walked into the parking lot and I threw up.
0: <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. Shrimp tacos aren't one of those meals that you can just pack down. I didn't had do it Cone, to enjoy the Coney Island. I shrimp did it to taco make a eating contest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, like some people don't drink alcohol because like they enjoy it. They just drink it to get drunk. I ate those shrimp tacos sure. just to prove a point.
2: <laughs> the, uh, the the Hicksville sh- shrimp taco eating contest, the IKEA Hicksville sh- shrimp taco eating contest. And I would like to say that
1: um, not too long after they did go out of business, and I like to take pride in that it was because of my <laughs> shrimp tacos that I ate too much. That they, but I literally gave them a deficit, and they went out of business.
0: No, between the food costs and the cleanup
3: costs <laughs> in the parking lot, there was a lot. No of, there were
1: a lot of baby shrimp.
0: So just so I was going to say lot. perhaps the uh,
2: the river of vomit in the parking lot had something to do with it.
3: But it's fine. We then went to
1: IKEA first and I got some meatballs to satiate my stomach. My tummy. Actually, that's not true. I got pawn or prawn. They had like a a tube of prawn paste, so I bought what? that from IKEA. Because uh-huh. you know at the very end they have like a little oh, grocery. they like they're Swedish. You're like, you can buy elderberries. Yeah, yeah. I bought a tube of uh, prawn spread and just squirted that into my mouth because I needed more shrimp.
2: Stop. <laughs> Stop talk. Stop talking. Stop talking. Stop talking.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ben, so, can we edit that out? You, can we just remove that from the Hold on. The episode? Everybody be quiet
2: so I can reassess what I've just been told. You just ate shrimp tacos literally until you vomited in a parking lot. And then to make your stomach feel better, you squirted IKEA, a furniture store's <laughs> prawn toothpaste in your mouth. <laughs> I mean, when you say it like that, to recover, <laughs> it doesn't sound as good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. And you run an education channel.
3: How did this? And, work then the, and then on the way home,
1: we stopped by a grocery store, and I bought a I bought a cut of shark. which I then ate later that night
3: what percentage of that story do you think is true all of it (laughs) I don't care how do you think I got cancer Oh I think
0: God. it was the prawn oh. toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> <had a> <laughs> oh, my what
2: God.
3: What time? Is
1: it like 10 o'clock at night. I was only four. Oh, my God. Yeah, do you have questions? I feel like we just completely sidetracked this conversation. What questions do you guys have?
0: You can, you can survive any movie, uh, but can you survive IKEA? No. You know, barely. Can you, can you survive the shrimp, the paste? We're
1: actually live streaming from IKEA. We've been here for so long. <laughs> Help us just just yeah.
2: washing everything down with loganberry slurry or whatever that drink is that they
0: have there. Oh yeah, nice little. <laughs> didn't somebody film in IKEA? Didn't somebody film like a, a little movie in an IKEA? Yeah, yeah. I, I swear I saw that uh IKEA Heights. uh No, I don't think. Yeah, they've done a few no, things with a, that. There's been a um, soap opera. There's been a few oh, things filmed in IKEA. Here it is. Yeah, here it is. Uh, over the course of one year, this guy managed to film seven episodes of a soap opera at IKEA without getting caught.
4: Did you have that queued up? So like,
0: how there. did you
1: quickly find that? And
0: he's got fast fingers. Apparently, I didn't even hear the keyboard. Yeah, switched
1: to text. No, I'm stealth. I'm stealth. <laughs> Matthew, the Google Tabor. <laughs> what would be your WWE song, Tabor?
0: Oh. I, well, I, I mean, what mood do you want to go for? Like, I mean, this you, you guys you. must watch I, this more than I do. Your WWE theme song. This is a very important thing. Do you do you want to intimidate? Do you want to try to get everybody singing along? Like, what's the optimal? No. so What's the optimal intro the, song?
2: The optimal is is being a tough it's guy and getting everyone yeah. thrilled. Yeah, yeah. Didn't we have this conversation with with Wang a, a couple of weeks ago when he, we met up with him? I know he and Maybe. I talked about it. You, you, did, were you not involved in that conversation? I said Slaughtered by Pantera. <laughs> Anybody who's familiar with that. Mm. I've never understood why that song hasn't been used by like a UFC guy. Yeah. It's such a, Tabor probably couldn't it's like hear a brutal the fight song. Slurping
0: of spaghetti. <laughs> how about, how about <laughs> Coward of the County by Kenny Rogers? It's about a man who avenges uh, avenges the rape of his lady by, by beating the shit out of three men who... Nobody thinks he can beat because he has been the coward of the county his whole life, but now he knocks them all out and, and that's the song. Wouldn't that be a good wrestling song? There's your intense. wrestling song.
1: Yeah, there you go. There's a lot of meaning there. I can see a whole wiki on this.
0: Not just wiki feet, Tabor, which I know you're <laughs> known for. It's not very upbeat, though. It's, it's a little, it's little more bit of one of those feet. like poppy ballads. All right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't even have anything to say. I'm just thinking it's nothing for dramatic effect. good object work though thank you i'm I'm an actor so they say yeah so people have told me Mm. uh yeah what what questions do you have guys we have a lot of them Uh, kevin are you okay with switching over to questions um we got a uh, bunch
2: before before we get to um our patrons questions i have uh a question for eric of course uh because
1: it's fine i'll just leave
2: Okay, okay. Yeah, go get some uh, <laughs> prawn paste <laughs> and then I and co- come P- back. IP
1: and Eric can just talk. Yeah, is that okay? Go, Are you okay, Eric? Sure. That works. Okay. That works well. Do it.
2: I wanna I wanna hear about uh the most difficult piece of VFX work that you had on this season. And first of all, first of all sh- let me say that I see. thought this season the first oh, season, one season one looked great. Season two is a noticeable improvement. I think so too. And I don't yeah. know. I would agree you just you just got better, like how did that happen and and what were what was like the most difficult thing on this season? um
4: well, thank you. That was a compliment. um yeah, I think there was a big change in how we shot it. first of all, we got much better lenses, which was difficult, considering the budget we had um but lenses change a huge deal in how uh you know footage looks, so we had considerably better lenses. They're all primes, which made everything slower. And as you heard from before, when we have 75 setups, switching a lens every time becomes very um, time consuming. Um, but it's totally worth it because I think it looks better. But as far as visual effects go, um, I think the hardest, if we're talking like one specific thing would be the Quiet Place alien, because mm-hmm. you know I don't remember exactly what company made that creature. But I think it was, it might've been on like ILM or some, somebody like that, but there's one person, me trying to make this creature look like something, you know, like a hundred people made. Um, so mm-hmm. that was very difficult. And I spent about a month, the, you know, making it, designing it, rigging it, texturing it. It was a lot of work. Um, that was extremely difficult. But if we're talking about volume, Top Gun was an absolute nightmare. There was 96 visual effect shots in Top Gun. All of those
2: what was the, huh? the bulk of it for that episode the
4: cockpit scenes jake okay um ian um jay ellis all in the cockpit that was all rotoscoped every single shot which is 96 what? 96 of them yes so Wait, okay
2: we origin- why was it rotoscope why wasn't it green screen because we and originally just had in this the background? plan
4: so we shot in this air museum in uh chino and it was an air museum. They had the cockpit and they also had kind of location that fit Top Gun. So it was like kind of like a twofer. We talk about how most of our locations are just one location. Um, so we tried to make it work for everything. They had this F-14 Tomcat Yes, F-14 Tomcat cockpit that was meant for filming, but it's inside of an air museum. So our plan was to take it outside and just shoot up into the sky so you could Luma key it. You could take out the bright point, which is the sky. And use that as your mat instead of green screening, which is easy and cheap. And yeah, I, what? Took, I took your seat.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Also, Fajitas here,
4: and uh, Fajita
2: the dog, not not the food, the food. Which that wouldn't have been a surprise either. <laughs> I just, just walked in
4: with in. Fajitas. <laughs> um, so it ended up being like 90 degrees, and I think that was February.
1: Oh, we're we talking about Top Guns? Yeah, yeah.
4: So we had to change plans like drastically so we came up with this idea to shoot into like a blue muslim and it was just like look, look like the sky. we didn't have enough flights so it ended up looking like cloth behind them i um, mean it was just kind of like a constraint of budget and time and stuff like that so we had to rotoscope 96 shots which is a lot oh my gosh organizing <laughs> exporting it's like backgrounds it's uh, it was a it was a ton of work and it was the last episode we we did. It was right before we had to deliver everything. I finished mm-hmm. it in about a week and a half. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So that alien, well, I spent a month and a half on. You know, <laughs> was in it for maybe like twenty seconds, thirty seconds, and then Top Gun was like fifty percent of the episode.
2: Well, it looked great. Thanks. You did a great job. Did yeah, do a great job. Um, it looks real. I, I I did um, I did peek in on your uh, live stream uh, earlier, and I heard you talking about. The, the copyright problems yeah. in regards to that alien as a bummer. which is something I never would have thought of. Uh, why is that a thing? And, and was that a thing with like season one's alien? Like, why can't you use the creatures?
4: Um, well, when I made it, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. I would have made it a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't know why that one specifically drew the most attention. I mean, it does look very similar, I guess. But it once again,
1: well, it's specific. I think like with let's use Men in Black as an example. The alien created for that one, yeah, totally. Like because like in Men in Black, yes, there is the cockroach alien, but like there's so many aliens to pull from. Yeah. With A Quiet Place, there's one alien. True, like they all look the same,
4: and they have one feature, which is where they're yeah, like it's so
1: specific and unique that that was the issue with that alien and, and things how do that related you, to the alien.
4: How do you not make it that alien without those things? Like, I don't know. So we've had
1: certain issues with some things like I remember Mad Max in particular, the typeface we use when it says, because for the movies, Mad Max, we got a lot of, I've, how many iterations have you do that logo? Quite a few Because they kept being like, Oh, it's too similar to the actual Mad Max logo. We had that same thing with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. It, like it's too similar to Harry Potter. You got to change it still. And the thing is we don't know. It's just a lawyer. giving yeah. their opinion. He's like, I think you could be sued for this. And so the way it works is when we deliver an episode to YouTube, we also have to deliver a letter from a lawyer saying that it falls under fair use. And if we don't get that letter, we can't deliver the episode. Right. So we have to do oh. everything to get that letter.
4: Yeah, I literally finished those creature animations like a month and a half before. They are like, oh, you have to either change the entire creature or cut out like so many frames of it for yeah. it to be legal. So that's why like the whole end of that episode is sped up.
1: But the thing is, it's not just with graphics. Like graphics obviously... Bring us some consternation, as is the uh, typeface for the titles, but things like the music. I remember specifically Men in Black and Harry Potter. Harry Potter. We yeah. had to rescore them because they said it was too similar That's to the actual close. scores. Oh. I remember in Die Hard, I actually said "Yippee Kaye, Mother," and then we cut out the the F word, but we had to cut it even <laughs> further because the fair use lawyer was like, "You can't say this." So it yeah. just and if you watch Die Hard now, I go "Yippee Kaye," and then it just cuts, yeah, because we couldn't say the full line.
4: Oh. They're just here's the thing they we could have put that alien. We could have had that line in there, but they don't know. They're just kind of like,
1: and, but then they will give us the letter, which yeah. is what allows us to actually release the episode.
4: Uh-huh. Which is okay. for me really, I mean, not just, it's, you know, that's what happens, which is disappointing. Cause I spent a lot of my time. <laughs> he did making that alien look as good as possible. We and built a it,
1: computer just so we could yeah, We literally did build
4: a computer to be able to do the show and then to have it cut out and sped up and, I like I created this moment of tension with the alien where it was like, oh, something could actually happen. And now it's it's like this sped up version. Yeah.
1: Well those are the things like that you don't yeah. see and you don't know about. Yeah. Which is why these live streams right. are kind of fun to do.
4: And like the thing of it exploding. Like that yeah. was what people really didn't like. It's like that's not how it happened in the movie. Like we know that's not how it happened in the movie, but we kinda had to change it so we didn't get <laughs> sued.
2: Right. No, that stuff is fascinating to me because it even happens on, on Vsauce too, where people, you know, I'll make some sort of creative choice for whatever reason. I don't have any specific example right now, but um, like I phrase something a certain way, whatever. And it's, it's not exactly how it should be phrased or like I title a video, something a certain way because it's a better title than if it was a more accurate title. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, that title would be super, bo- the accurate one would be really boring and no one wants to watch that. So I'm going to take a little bit of a creative license here and exaggerate what's going on yeah. to make it more interesting. Um, and those, those things have to happen uh, no matter what you're making. Yeah. And and it is frustrating hearing the complaints where you're like, I know, yeah. I know, but well, like, what do you want me to do? I think the biggest thing with
4: <laughs> us is these are movies that people love. Yeah. And I say, like, we yeah. obviously That's love right.
1: the movies, too. And we watch them before yeah. we yeah. write the scripts. And we watch them again before we do the shot list. I stared
4: at that alien from that for so many hours. But, like,
1: there's certain things, But it also doesn't fit to, like, put into the episode be like, we have to say this because of fair use law. Because then you're going to get in a fair use law. Like, we did it Because I think I got fed up to a degree with Harry Potter because that was our last episode that we filmed. <laughs> so it's very apparent in that one, if you watch it, like, literally be like, I was... This happened because if he was shopping named... For legal reasons,
4: <laughs> yeah. just write like, it. say it into the script.
1: I'm like, oh, am I the huh. the what do I say? Like the boy who lived. Yeah. And then Casey's me like, you can't legally say that. So like, we just I was just like, screw it. I'm done with like having to play by the rules. We'll just make fun of the fact that we have to change things. Yeah. For legal reasons, it's difficult. It's mm-hmm. one of the
4: other difficult parts of the show.
1: But the thing is, you can't make that joke more than once. So we just used it in mm-hmm. Harry Potter because that seemed like the place where we'd have to make the most concessions. Right. Because it's such a big IP. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That makes sense. Um, all right. Um, I know that Jake is a very, very busy man, and we have lots of questions. So Matt, do you want to hop man, into Kevin, those? We have
0: a lot of questions, and it, we're going to machine gun these. They're good. Uh, Baseweights got a great one to start off. Would you ever do a cartoon system? Because huh. he thinks it would be hilarious to see like Rugrats in Paris or something like that. But, but is there a cartoon that would fit system? Baseweights, beautiful question.
1: Yes, I've been asking since the inception of system for two one, and we don't, have to, we don't have to get both of them, but I would love to do a Miyazaki themed episode and it would be completely animated in the style of Miyazaki. Um,
2: oh, that, that, that'll be cost effective. <laughs> well, that's the issue. Cheap Any do. animation is, is inherently expensive.
1: So I've, yeah. I've asked for that. I've also wanted to do a stop motion episode, which is also incredibly expensive and time intensive. Yeah. So I've asked about yeah. both and I've been uh, told no for both. It would be cool. But I would love to do a Miyazaki-themed
0: one. That'd be so great. Well, this one's from from Ben. What's the dumbest or most kind of obscure movie you want to do a system episode Well,
1: according to YouTube, Blade Runner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think I suggested Brazil earlier. (laughs) Yeah, you did suggest Brazil earlier. I mean, I personally, you probably have your own. The most obscure, I'll do air quotes, I would love to do a Tremors episode. That
4: would be fun. I would
1: love to do Could You Drive Tremors. Would be my, like, I guess, obscure, because maybe yeah. Tremors isn't as hot as it used to be back in the early 90s, even though they've made seven sequels in a TV show. Um, Big Trouble
4: in China. Ooh, Big Trouble in China would be good. So fun. The guy who blows himself oh, up. Yeah, because yeah. you
1: actually, like, get so angry that you explode. Yeah, just... Or could you catch a knife yeah. in the air. Throws it and right, and right back in right the pan. Yep. Yeah spoilers but that's i would
2: love that i love 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 big trouble in little china i feel like i could be a pretty good uh, jack burton amazing there's a lot of stuff you could do with that there's the lightning guy
4: the jake burton express (laughs) i love that movie yeah that's
2: good i was trying to think of more um big trouble in little china things that you could do
4: oh i want to know that the knife bottle trick Mm. you know he's like i can cut this bottle in half I could, if someone did that, could he really grab that? I mean, that would be moving so fast.
1: Well, what I also really want to do from that movie is this is, but this is a trope in a lot of action films is remember when they, they save all the people from the cages and they yeah. jump into the water and the bullets are coming through. Oh, like bullets in water. I think Mythbusters did it too, but whatever. But like bullets in water. Probably. Yeah. Do like, they actually slow down? Do they actually enough? slow down? Like how deep would you have to be for it to, if it hits you, it wouldn't actually cause yeah. any damage. Cause my favorite thing, like they're, they're like six inches from the top of the water and they're swimming, the bullets yeah. just like
4: flying by them. And they look like they're in slow mm-hmm. motion. Cause also
1: be a fun movie beat to be like, how do they actually do that effect? Cause that's practical.
4: Yeah, like shooting sure. the
1: things next to the talent,
4: rubber bullets.
2: Yeah, why didn't you do more of that this season? <laughs> the like, how to like the movie magic kind of thing.
4: They oh, did it once, didn't we?
2: We
1: did in Jurassic Park, and they tried to cut it out uh, because it, it, the network didn't particularly care for that. It turns out. Yeah.
2: Oh, I love as do I. Stuff.
1: Yeah. So there was one part in. Jurassic Park after uh, the Justine scene, her last scene, where I talk about the trope of how like, if you don't see a character die on screen, like a lead character, they're usually still alive. Yeah, That was actually much more involved, but uh, they wanted to cut the whole thing, but I convinced them to let me keep some of it. I just trimmed it. Oh, But yeah, that, cause that was a big feature of season one. We would always have like a movie. Piece. Yeah. In season two, we only had one once in Jurassic Park. Um, But yeah, that was not my decision.
2: Mm. Yeah, that was a Lame. concession. That we I made. like those. I like those things. I mean, you watched uh, Captain Disillusion's 44-minute cool. like, amazing you know, magnum opus on uh, Flight of the Navigator, like, I, right? I do visual
4: effects, and like that dude is on such another level. I saw the thumbnail, and I was like, oh, that seems kind of interesting. I like, waited a day, and then I it was like 9 or 10 o'clock at night, and I was sitting in bed. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it, and I saw it was 44 minutes long. I was like, there's no way I'm going to watch this whole thing, and I started watching it. I watched the whole thing, and I was like, this is like the best thing I've ever seen. No, I, I. It's so cool. I,
1: I loved it so much. I rarely do this. I'll do this for Kevin because I like Kevin and I like his <laughs> videos. But I texted him and I said, Just wanted to tell you that your VVX cool episode is really remarkable. You are such a talented filmmaker, storyteller. And I'm very glad you exist.
4: So impressive.
1: Like, it was so impressive of me that yeah. I just, even though we haven't talked since the Ghostbusters episode, I yeah. texted him just to let him know how much I loved it. So good. It kind of like makes me upset about how good it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I told him it was the best video of the yeah. year. It was so. For sure.
1: Good. It could 100 percent be a show on Disney Plus. Like it
2: is so good. Yeah, it's mm, and about for a movie. Anybody who hasn't watched, I've it yet. never seen. I've Watch never it. seen that movie. You never movie. saw
4: that movie Flight of the Navigator? No, oh. it didn't matter. Like that was the whole point. Like it didn't matter if I and saw that movie. What's the either. other
1: one? There's Flight of the Navigator. What's the other one with the kids who uh, go to space and there's oh. the alien with the eyeballs?
4: Ex- Explorers. The Explorers. Explorers. With Ethan Hawke. Young Ethan yeah, Hawke.
2: Yeah.
1: That one's one of those movies where I loved it as a kid and I still love it now. But I watched it recently.
4: Oh, I think they like ran out of money or something. And it's like it's a different movie. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: once they get to space and they get to the other, yeah. side, it's like a completely different in terms yeah. of like a Looney Tunes. But I think it's because I think Joe yeah. Dante directed it, right? Yeah. So Joe Dante, as I'm sure we all know, uh made Gremlins and the Howling. Um, but he also did the Looney Tunes movie back in action. He's Uh-oh. always been a huge Looney Tunes fan, and you can actually see that like it comes across so much in Gremlins, where Gremlins' is the same way. The first half of gremlins is a much different movie than the second yeah, half yeah. which is where i think people come a lot they're like oh spielberg directed the first half of gremlins right. joe dante directed the second half and maybe that's just a style but i wouldn't be surprised if the first half of the explorers is that what the movie's called yes was directed by yeah, somebody else yeah, the and then joe dante directed the second half huh yeah it's like two movies it's just like two
2: movies that they just slammed well, together well stop allowing joe dante to direct second halves <laughs> of <movies. laughs> that would be my advice because the second half of Explorers it's is really horrible. dumb. Yeah. Well, because the it, teenage even as, come, as a kid, I didn't it, like well, it. Well, because
1: until like I was like five years old an and animated movie, but with live action. Yeah. Where everything's like woo 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 and like just dumb gags and stuff.
2: It's so goofy. If any, if, if people, we're boomers talking about this old like 80s kids movie, but if you haven't seen it, um, definitely watch amazing. it just so you can it's, experience. It's, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. It's a stark
1: difference, yeah. the first half and the and
2: second half. And I believe half. it's Ethan Hawke's The second half, Hawk's it just first turns movie. into this yeah. goofball thing.
1: That was Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke's one of those rare people who was successfully able to go from child actor to yeah. adult actor, which mm-hmm. is good for him.
4: What other questions? Yeah, what
1: other questions you got?
4: Big trouble and trying Oh, we got
1: you a nerds. lot. We're going
0: to we're gonna have to be quick. Do it. This is from German. Could you survive Evangelion?
1: Oh, Kevin. So this is a... Have we I- talked about this, Kevin,
2: on... TC I I did not plant. I did not plant this question.
0: So, <laughs> so yeah, second I had
1: no influence. So <laughs> Kevin used to live in.
2: It's my burner account. <laughs> Kevin used to live in Los
1: Angeles, <laughs> and when I would come visit for work, I would stay at Kevin's apartment. And I remember specifically there was a time where I think we were both kind of depressed. Um, if I'm being honest with each other, I don't know if you're, if you're comfortable with me saying that but we were both kind of depressed. I remember that we ate lean cuisine for dinner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and oh, wait what? wait wait what do you mean <laughs> we're
1: very depressed and we were eating lean cuisine for dinner we had a bag of like some weird flavored ruffles they were like bacon flavored or something and we watched i think at the time it was what three there was three evangelion movies I,
2: um no the third oh, one hadn't, hadn't come, out, come yet. out yet i think we watched the first first first
1: two and i just remember being like after it ended just going to come be like, what did we just watch? I don't understand anything that just happened.
3: <laughs>
2: but it was awesome. It was awesome. Could you could you well, survive
1: it? So could you survive it? Well,
0: yeah. I think you've seen it all. I'm going
1: to be honest with you, Tabor, and who asked the question? Uh, that when did you just turn to a James
0: German Bond villain? Chat. I,
1: I looked down at one <laughs> back up when you were a James Bond villain.
0: My cat just <laughs> appeared out of nowhere, and uh, yeah, he's just crawling around. Who asked asked that question? Uh, That was uh, Get Her Mom. Get Mom.
1: Uh, Here's my my honest answer for you, buddy. (laughs) If we had the money to make a giant mech episode, it would not be Evangelion. (laughs) If I had the money for a mech episode, it would be Pacific Rim. Yeah,
4: the first
2: one. Uh, That movie is stupid.
1: Oh, and Evangelion's not...
2: No, Evangelion has a lot going <laughs> man, on, man. I, I Psychologically yeah, so much going on I don't know what's going on. There's nothing going on in Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim is a dumb Yeah, Pacific movie. Rim is
1: big machines punch monsters in the face. And maybe there's like a story about like, oh, my dad. Who gives a
2: crap? The VFX are very good. I
1: just want to <laughs> see things punching other things in the face. Pacific Rim. We saw Pacific Rim together, Kevin. You, me, and Michael. I know. Michael was very displeased.
4: You guys love mech movies.
1: Well, no, Michael hates going to the movie theater. It's a thing. You know this about Michael. Because i will be like, let's go see a movie. And he's like, no. So then his wife and us just go (laughs) see movies together. Um, But that was one of the things. And he was so upset afterwards because he hated it so much. What other questions? But we did go bowling that day, too. That was a fun day. I like that day. Back when we used to see each other in real life. (laughs) Well, we've got...
0: (laughs) We've got a, we got a couple that are in the same vein. This is from Dan, the latch. What's a movie you're confident you could survive.
1: Oh, Dan, Dan, the latch. Good question. Uh, I could probably survive And Eric. You think of a movie too. I could probably survive chef. I <laughs> think I could survive that
4: one.
0: <laughs> um, what about maybe ones we've done?
4: Oh, that? ones we've done. I mean, I'm not saying that's a good question, but that seems much that's easier. A, that's a good yeah.
3: qualifier.
0: That's a good qualifier. Uh, yeah.
1: Back to the future.
4: For sure. You
1: could definitely, but here's the thing. This is where it gets tricky. Yeah, to nice. You might survive, but there's going to be a lot of other versions of you that also survive. A variant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It might turn to the MCU. We're like, Oh no, the timelines divergent. Oh boy. What a little headache. We'll find out more in phase four. Zombie movie. <laughs> sure. You could survive a zombie movie. Yeah. You can survive survive. Yeah. 100%. If I've learned anything during the pandemic,
3: <laughs> is that we wouldn't survive. <laughs> <Yeah. I> mean, <laughs>
0: well this one is from maria are there any movies you absolutely refuse to do for system
1: yes i can tell you one specifically that i refuse to do which was karate kid season one youtube uh, uh i wouldn't say forced what's the but f- i would say forced uh karate kid for cobra kai they tied it in because this is all, so here's this is goes yeah. back to the earlier where i don't think them losing cobra kai was their decision because season two it just end, was going to end that year and they told us the ending of it, it hadn't okay. aired yet, but they told us the ending. They're like, could you do something around this to drive up oh, excitement okay. for season three of Cobra Kai." Okay. And my issue with it was, sure, yeah, yes. could you survive a karate kid? Yes. You no c- I don't need to watch an episode to find out that I could yeah. survive it. But we actually had
2: so
0: nobody yeah, dies. No- that's hard to click. I, no, but I mean, in uh, the end of season two of that show, without doing any spoilers, there are some physically difficult things for sure. the human well, we body to we go had to, like, But we obviously end. have to
1: go through. But, but if you just title it, like, could yeah. you Karate Kid, and your frame of reference yeah. is Karate Kid, it's like,
0: yes. Well, I wouldn't you click that. I could survive it. It's like, could I survive getting punched in the face? Well, yes, yeah. it hurt, but, but I'm like, not going to die. If I was even in a certain yeah, way, maybe I could, but
1: generally, yes. And we actually had, so the uh, yeah. machine we use in Jurassic <laughs> Park the one to replicate a, um, Tear
4: down. a no, no, Oh my god, that's the that's uh,
1: the Power Rangers the outrageous thing. You yeah, do. but <laughs> <laughs> so the, the fist that we use <laughs> to demonstrate it was actually created for the Karate Kid episode. Yeah. We had Eric back, Kevin. You know Eric oh, back. We had sure. Eric back create a uppercut machine for the <laughs> Karate Kid episode, and then I had a very long conversation with YouTube, and I was like, "Karate Kid doesn't make any sense. We shouldn't do this." Here's the reasons why. And instead we should do Men in Black. Which... And they agreed to. And that was literally two weeks before we are going to film Men in Black So then I had to quickly write a script, get everything together and we made that episode. I think
4: both of us wrote that script.
1: Yeah, I think we did. It's the only script I had
4: any hand in. Because
1: um, yeah. you we were like, and then Jake sexily walks out and I was yeah. like, I don't everything's going to be sexy. <laughs>
4: um, but,
1: so... <laughs> But uh, that machine, (laughs) so the one we use in Jurassic Park was originally built for the never filmed, never made Karate Kid episode. The script exists, but we never made it. But we repurposed it for Jurassic Park. I think we had a thousand flies. Oh, we also, yes! We bought a thousand flies! (laughs) So you get to see if you can actually catch (laughs) a fly with chopsticks. We literally bought, (laughs) you had to buy (laughs) it months in advance because they had to be born. Yeah. So basically... I am <laughs> the father of a thousand flies that I then murdered
3: because they no longer had a job <laughs> oh so God. they were killed uh, we, we bought a thousand flies and let me tell oh you God. a thousand flies
1: it might seem cheap yeah. there's a person and this is true them. they are a fly wrangler yeah. for film sets yeah. so we hired a fly oh wrangler God. we had them birth a thousand flies for us and then we had to call them and be like we don't need the flies anymore <laughs> not them
4: specifically but they had flies born
1: no, no, they physically burned
4: <laughs> the flies.
1: And then we had to tell them we didn't need them anymore. Yeah. So uh, that was $1,000. I kind of forgot about that. It cost sticker. us to kill 1,000 flies.
2: A dollar per yes, fly? Yes, Oh, my God.
1: And we even had the location. Oh and I actually oh. remember, Kevin, you remember this. I was on the phone with you when I got in a car accident. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That was when I was leaving the location for the Karate Kid yeah. episode. Because we were location scouting And <laughs> we found this beautiful home that had an entire like Zen Buddha garden in the back. That'd be perfect for like a karate kid thing. I was leaving that location, and that's when I got in a car accident. I didn't have my car for six months. Uh, and that was also one of were the things okay, I didn't well, want to on a karate
3: kid.
0: I'm <laughs> on to onto happier, happier Ooh, questions. Happy questions. Uh, I can make any question sad, David. Go for it. <laughs> yes. Test me. Oh. I will eat so okay. many shrimp tacos. Well, you don't <laughs> well, you don't want to make Jeff sad because Jeff Jeff is a major contributor. That oh Jeff Strife, that's the one. Major Vsauce three Discord server personality, baby gang member in the Create Unknown. So he's doing double duty mm-hmm. today. Uh, he wants to know if you've ever been to Stem Cell Science Shop out of Tulsa. Stem Cell. Oh. Yeah, They've got okay. a lot of great stuff. You yes, know yes, guys. yes. You know these guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. We know them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because they they do. It looks like complimentary things you know different a different strain of educational things than we have
1: actually kevin you might we did talk to them about like some bespoke items in the box it was just it would have greatly increased the price of our box do you remember that kevin
0: i see
2: yeah 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 the uh we have we have budgets that we have to maintain uh for for the box there's lots of stuff we'd love to include but but maybe yeah some sort of partnership where we could do one-offs uh for the store or some sort of drop would be really really cool
1: also, someone in the chat said racist. What, what was? I think
0: it was we were talking about evangelical. What was racist? I'm gonna, I'm gonna blame Kevin. I, whenever anything <laughs> sensitive comes in, it's just like I just, I just work here. I don't sign anything. I just work here. Oh, Jeff
4: says they feature Vsauce on this that site. Nice. <laughs> yeah, they, it was
0: on there. I saw the logo. Um,
1: let's look again.
0: That's awesome. STEM. Well, as we're taking a look, there's a, a good technical question it's a good technical question from kino who we mentioned at the the very beginning um eric how many hard drives have you gone through shooting on big boy cameras
4: uh well it's technically not my hard drives they have a server at ample but i think it's somewhere i have a i have two 16 terabyte drives i would guess
0: let me do some quick math we how much do they cost? hard drives
4: the 16 terabyte ones
0: no, like a sixteen terabyte, mm, yeah.
4: I think these are these are spinning disc ones, obviously. But uh I think they're on like 800, five to eight hundred bucks. I don't know. Which I don't know it's actually them
1: kind well. of insane that you can get sixteen terabytes for eight hundred bucks. But we'll I, see. Yeah. I think That's it's around.
4: there. Honestly, I, I don't know because yeah. I don't buy them.
1: How many cards do you think we went through a day filming?
4: Three or four. Three or four? Yeah. So let's say and four minimum. at
1: five twelve. So yeah, we basically filmed two two terabytes a day yeah. of
4: footage. And we're shooting at eight K raw. So we get 45 minutes per card.
1: So two terabytes a day. I think we would film 20 days total. Yeah. So that's 40 terabytes.
4: It's a lot. But
1: then it doesn't include like <laughs> phantom and flare, which is yeah. even greater. It's I a lot say of It was like probably close to 100 terabytes. It's probably good, especially the with footage.
4: all the uh, exports and yeah. my stuff. My stuff alone.
1: Oh. oh, do you want to talk about the uh, Harry Potter stuff? The particle effects?
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. So there are two Houdini effects in this series, which Houdini is a 3D simulation program. I mean, it does everything, but the main thing it's known for is simulations, which is, it's amazing. It's extremely hard to learn. So there are two effects in the series that are Houdini, which is, I'm proud of because it's, it's super hard. And, they look really good. Uh, so the Harry Potter thing with Voldemort comes in, the, the cloud that comes down, the smoke, is a 500 gigabyte simulation. I wow, might have crazy. upped all the <laughs> parameters a little too high. Like I could literally go inside of that smoke simulation and it would be crystal clear. Like, but that's easy.
1: the thing. Like 500 gigs is the size of a lot of people's hard drives mm-hmm. and like their laptops. Like your phone couldn't yeah. hold that much generally.
4: And I think plus the render. Is like my another, computer it's like six seconds. On, on my Mac mini.
1: Like it's big. And that's the thing. Like I. To take so I, like I said earlier, I'm doing the uh, screenshots for Harry Potter to send a talent for tomorrow because that's when the episode comes out. The export, the 4K export of Harry Potter is 80 gigs yeah. for one episode. What? Oh. One episode is 80 gigs Why? in size. Because that's, we delivered the highest possible res, so. so then when YouTube compresses it, it's the as bad. But here's a fun fact.
3: Oh, what,
1: How many different versions of the episode? Five? Is it five or six? Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to deliver five or six different versions of the episode, and they're each 80 gigs. So we're delivering a huge amount of files over the internet because yeah. you have to do versions that have like it's the version that you see. Yeah. Then there's versions that don't have music. And there's versions that have music, but no sound effects. Then there's versions that have no sound effects, no music, just dialogue. Textless. And there's versions that are textless. So any text on screen, a title, a hand-drawn thing, anything is not there. We deliver all those different versions to the network every time we deliver an episode. So yeah. we're not just making one episode. We're making six different episodes yeah. every single time we send it.
4: Yeah, so I think that's, that's crazy. it's it's a lot of data.
1: It's a lot of yeah. There's a lot, <laughs> a lot of data, which is why we have a server.
4: Also, that shot in Harry Potter is about two seconds long, not even.
1: Yeah, it's very short, but it's beautiful. Like Eric's effects for that, which is my, my fault. I felt bad.
4: Yes, I had done one version <laughs> that was much different, much easier, much quicker, and Jake said, "Make it better." So I spent. <laughs> Two days making a smoke simulation, <laughs> five hundred gigs later.
1: But it looks so much better. It does look better. It looks really good. I knew
4: it would have looked
1: better. I know. You just did the motivation. You a little uh, little push in the right direction.
4: <laughs> it was our last episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> real. Well, real, we've got we've got a on. couple. Real oh, quick, sorry, go on. Sorry,
2: Kevin. I just want to ask: Why do you have to deliver so many different v- v- cuts? Like, what in case there's a problem with the special effects? No, they need no, one of no, it. I don't it's get it. What for is the different point?
1: purposes. So if they want to do like marketing for example mm-hmm. they're going on a version that doesn't have anything on screen so they don't want like an arrow that says casey neistat or an arrow that says h2o they want it to be a clean frame or so they want different they versions ever want uh, to do
4: it in a different language yeah different language That's they want textless that textless version if they
1: want to use it like in a teaser trailer of like all the youtube originals they want to be able to have like a clean version that doesn't have sound effects or doesn't have music so they can use their music underneath it yeah. it's basically like, are they going to use it in those versions probably not but they just want it so if they do ancillary content with it. They have all the options. Yeah.
4: Okay. every every single. Because, right. like,
1: imagine a movie trailer. You know, like the music in that scene isn't playing during the trailer. They just have one song or two songs that are playing throughout it. Because they got a version without right. the music baked in, yeah. or without the sound effects baked in. Right. So that's what they want. So we have to create okay. all these I different like versions solutions. of the show.
4: Even those, a lot of the like simpler effects I do, like I have to deliver a, a product file so that if they ever need to change something in the future, they have it.
1: And actually, this is something that we okay. we've never actually talked about. Our show is mixed in 5.1 surround yeah. for some reason, <laughs> even though on YouTube you oh, can't wow. watch it in 5.1 surround. Yeah. So we do a 5.1 mix yeah. and a stereo mix, which is what most of you have heard is the yeah. stereo mix, but there's also a 5.1 surround sound mix. Ah.
0: So there you go. Well, we have a question. We we have a lightning do it. series. Sorry, we'll, we'll talk less. Go time. for it, Tabor. We're going to, no, we're going to blast through these. This is from Boromir. Could you survive Caroline?
1: Uh, I believe you mean Coraline? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm reading what I'm reading what the they send me. Animation. Well, in the movie, they always say like Caroline, like it's Coraline. Yeah, cause you, you like, it? Coraline, not Caroline. Um, I would love Boromir led me astray. I'm never trusting you yeah, again. Boromir though. come on, it's Coraline. Um, I <laughs> you died in the first movie. Anyways. Love Coraline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, sorry, rest in peace. <laughs> I love Coraline. You love Coraline. <laughs> uh, could you survive it?
4: Nah, I think I would have stayed in Buttonland.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's it's That one's a difficult one to do because it's so fantastical. It's the kind of issue we have with Harry Potter. Uh, Long story short, Coraline, I think you could survive if you loved your family enough. Mm-hmm. If you loved your mom and dad and weren't, you know, tricked by the other mother and the right. other father, you could 100% survive. A horrifying
3: mother. With oh, the when she turns was... into a
1: weird spider? Coraline is so good, though. Yeah fudge that movie's so good henry Selleck directed it henry Selleck also directed nobody okay uh, the two strings no he didn't that he was didn't the, really? that was like the same movies to uh, but not henry Selleck. henry yeah. Selleck did james and the giant peach and night before elms not elm street night before christmas oh. which everyone gives tim burton credit for right, he's just a producer tim he produced it but he also he did create the story but henry Selleck directed the movie um and henry Selleck was supposed to make a movie oh gosh this actually you should look this up everybody Look up Henry Selleck's unmade Disney movie. I forgot the name of it. Really? He was making a movie at Disney, an animated stop motion animated film, and they just pulled the plug on it. But there's some footage online and it looks fantastic. Can
4: you imagine that spending thousands and
1: thousands well, can you imagine? of hours? A, sorry, I'm, <laughs> like, sorry, I'm getting distracted again, Taper. I know we're doing lightning round. But I'm just going to talk for a moment <laughs> no, about Henry Selleck. Can you imagine Henry Selleck? He made Night Before Christmas. Who gets credit for it? Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. He makes Coraline. Nobody knows he made it. It's like, oh, Laika, these people. And like is great. They're amazing. I love them. But like poor Henry Selleck, he spent his whole life living in other people's shadows and he makes such incredible movies. Oh, poor Henry Selleck.
4: Next question.
0: Anyway, next question. Next question is uh, another one from Jeff, uh, which he gets a second one because I botched his first one. Yeah, you did. Uh, Have you seen Children of... (laughs) You were just thinking of spaghetti. (laughs) Have you seen... (laughs) Have you seen Children of Uh, Men? You know what's
4: funny? I hated that movie. You hate it? No, no, no. I hated it when I first saw oh, it. Oh, I hated it. I, like, days. literally okay. hated it what? so much. And then I watched it again, like, maybe five years later, and I was like, this is the best movie that's ever been
1: made. Children Men <laughs> is incredible. I remember oh, I saw man. it in theaters, and then I, I was dating a, a girl at the time, and I thought it'd be a nice romantic date oh to see God. it together. No. Um, it was a little bit awkward, because I, like, tried to put my arm around her, and she was like, what we're talking about Children of Men. But Children Men is so freaking good. Yeah. I wouldn't do Could You Survive, because I... That's the thing. There's some movies that like I just don't want to touch because there's no way that we'd ever do them justice. Children of Men yeah. is a masterpiece. The amount of long takes, the creativity, like the car scene with the ping pong balls, yeah. is brilliant. The ping pong is fake, yeah. but the camera spinning around is real. Yeah, they mounted a camera, d- drilled a hole through the top of the car, and replaced the whole top of the car. With and it. the end scene, the the town, is uh, so good. Oh,
3: yeah.
4: Who did I, I not Was it to Alejandro? Him. Uh, Coruscant.
1: The guy who did uh, Itamama Tambien, right? And he did uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner it's of Azkaban. Yes. Woop, woop, and Gravity. Yep. He's incredible. I said this is a fun story. So he gained prominence from Itamama Tambien. Yeah. And whoever at Harry Potter World was like, yeah, the guy who made that NC-17 sex Spanish movie. Yep. Let's have him direct this kid's film.
4: Did a great job. It's like the best <laughs> Harry
1: train Potter. of logic I yeah. would love to be a part of. Yeah. Because that is my favorite Harry Potter film. It but it's like, oh, this guy. Who made like literally a sex film, an NC17 yeah, but sex that, film?
2: That happens all the time. It's like, oh, Peter Jackson. Yeah, the guy who made Meet and the Frighters. Feebles. How about Lord well, of the Rings? Is, Here you go. No, it is <laughs> it's so So weird. actually Peter
1: Jackson <laughs> is a funny story. So I showed uh Sophia recently um uh Dead Alive or Brain Dead, depending on where you're from, it's different names, which is famous for having the most blood of any movie ever. I refuse to show her Meet the People because I hate Meet the Feebles*. I bought it for $20 on eBay when I was in high school. <laughs> And I sold it for 25 cents. Hate that movie. Anyway, because it's just so like unpleasant to watch. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Peter Jackson, you know how Peter Jackson got Lord of the Rings? About the
2: rights. No, he no. didn't.
1: No. New Line Cinema owned the rights. Because he
2: looks like a hobbit? He
1: did. He does. And he is from New Zealand where he filmed a lot of it. But that's not the reason. So there's a wonderful documentary about the Nightmare on Elm Street series. It's like 10 hours long, but I would highly recommend watching it. He was hired to write one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. One of the sequels uh-huh. from New Line Cinema because they love Braindead Dead. They loved, um, Friars. well, no, not Friday. What was the first oh. one he made? There was Brain Dead, Dead Alive, Dead Alive, Brain Dead, um, Bad Taste. Thank you, me, Bad Taste. He made those. They like hired him to write the script. So he wrote a script for a Friday or a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah. They didn't end up going with it, but they liked him so much that Lord of the Rings came up. They are like, We own the property. Hey, Peter Jackson, do you want to write Lord of the Rings? We love the work you did on F- Nightmare on Elm Street. And that's how he got the job. And then he positioned himself to be like, I'll just direct it too but he was originally hired to be the screenwriter That's so weird. because of his work oh, on Nightmare on Elm Street for a script that never actually got made into a movie. That's how Peter Jackson got Lord of the Rings. Yeah.
4: Good on him. It's
1: but anyway, but that, but that is I'm sorry, a quick aside, I apologize, Tabor. I know you get a lot of questions and I also have another call in 10 minutes. <laughs> all right. But last things about this, that is what I love about some of these big projects, which gives, I think us hope yeah. that maybe we'll direct movies. Look about. at people like James Gunn, Sam Raimi. What did they direct? Sam Raimi made Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, Dark Man. Yeah. And he made like um, that that good movie with Billy Bob Thornton about the yeah. plane that crashed. Simple plan. And then he makes Spider-Man. Mm. James Gunn wrote mm-hmm. Tromeo and Juliet, a trauma movie. <laughs> a trauma movie. <sighs> there was, and I apologize, I know this is a PG podcast. There was a penis monster <laughs> in Tromeo and Juliet. A penis monster. And now he's the man who makes *Guardians of the Galaxy and Suicide Squad. And he made Slither. That was his first directorial debut with Slither. About these like, like weird slugs that go into your body and one of them goes through a woman's the <laughs> JJ. And now he's directing these movies. <laughs> like awesome! It gives me hope that we can make a movie like we can make a Marvel movie. <laughs> well even the,
4: the director of Loki. <laughs> she didn't do anything. Yeah. She like she had something. Yeah, to, like, she has some TV credits. Up to that caliber.
1: Or the guy who did Ant-Man, I think. What was his first movie like? Uh it was the time travel indie movie with like um the girl from Parks and Rec, Audrey Plaza. Oh that one, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like,
0: they pick these people. Oh, uh... It's Jason... Oh, God, what was the name of that movie? This Jason is killing Zemeckis me. Uh, need, something no. Need Not Apply? Yeah. yeah. Or, like, Bring Your Own Weapons? Or you look at the,
1: the wonderful yeah. director who's doing Eternals for Marvel. She made, uh, which won a lot of Oscars, um, Nomadland. But she got Eternals before Nomadland, Nomadland even came right. out. From a, from a feature film she made that was just in festivals. That's how she got the Eternals gig, and that's also how she got Nomadland, because uh, Frances McDormand, who's in Nomadland, saw the film I was like you're amazing let's make no Man land together so she won an Academy Award after she had made a Marvel movie that hasn't even come out yet yeah. and that's what I love about people like Marvel I mean Disney yeah. does it with everything yeah they take they take big risks yeah. because the, I get where they're coming from they're like you're an up and coming director you'll do whatever we want and you won't push back you're not to a Steven Spielberg some degree mm. and I think that's why they fired Phil Lord and Chris yeah. Miller from oh, yeah. solo because <laughs> like you guys like have too much creative freedom eh, let's yeah. just hire Ron they Howard to do, do it yeah. but it's Han Solo is a great movie
0: well, Kino came up. Kino came up with "Safety Not Guaranteed." That's yeah, what I was searching for that's on the, the Aubrey Plaza. Anyway, movie. sorry. Questions. Yeah. I got uh, um, seven minutes. We, to we have, have the the Let's proper. Go. We have the proper lightning round now. This is from Andy, who just joined us. We're throwing him in. Favorite thing about filming the Top Gun: System.
4: Favorite thing? Jay Ellis. Jay and Ellis. And Tom Kaczynski. That's not his name. So Jay Joe Kaczynski.
1: Joe Kaczynski. J. Jay, Jay Kaczynski. Joe Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Joe Joe Kaczynski and Jay Ellis for the. Yeah. Well, and also flying with the Blue Angels for me. I
0: know you weren't. There, I wasn't there, but for me, yeah. Well, that's what Andy put in. Other than oh, well, flying in the
1: Blue, you know. Thanks for saying that mm-hmm. now, Tim. Um,
0: yeah, jealous. Well, and hey, Joe
1: you confirmed they were, that it was they were both absolutely so respectful best. to us yeah, they, like, to the whole set because we're like a mm-hmm. rinky dink production, and they made map. They make like hundred million dollar movies, and they treat us with such respect. Well, next.
0: Well, we yeah, got a go couple food related ones and then you're out the door. Would you ever, this is from Kino Corner, would you ever consider making a man versus food style show? No, because I would win. Not at all. There's no versus. There's no, there's no universe. I would win and then we
1: cut cameras before I threw up in the yard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to alter Boromir's question here just a little bit. Uh, Cause you said that you had Mexican food everywhere mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the best? Who's got the best? The best Mexican food? Mexico. <laughs> well, uh, aside from that, <laughs> oh,
1: excluding Mexico, America,
4: I a California is <laughs> yes. probably pretty <For> soft. Some...
1: <laughs> California's got San pretty Diego. good San, San Diego, San really Diego, for over. sure. Yeah, uh, I will tell you the worst Mexican well, food is in Dublin. Dublin, Ireland, is the worst Mexican food that we have ever had horrible
2: it was really good how, how surprising that's shocking it was, fun. I <laughs> it was fun it was fun to be there we <laughs> had a great time
4: Ireland
1: was that after we went to the premiere thing mm, then we went there I'm not sure so it was really fun so sorry I know we got five minutes I'll make this quick when we went to uh Ireland I know I don't make this quick. <laughs> we went to that's what she said uh so we went to Dublin uh we were filming a episode with Penny Dreadful and it was called you Live Forever and it was really nice because at when we were while we were filming, it was the rap party for Penny Dreadful. Yeah. So we went to the event and it was like, who, who's in that show? I don't remember. Josh Hartnett.
3: Josh Hartnett, yeah. Uh
1: Timothy Dalton. Oh, Eva Green. Funny. Like all these people there. And for some reason, they think we're important. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, you guys were incredible. We loved it. What are you doing? What yeah. and then it was really fun. Then we went and got terrible Mexican food afterwards. <laughs> uh is the story there. But the Mexican Lord, food was so bad.
4: So no. It, double, it just had to be kind
1: of food. okay because yeah. the company worth it was really great, but just yeah. it was real bad. Didn't make up for it.
0: Well, there's a place that has great Mexican food. It's called Taco Bell. What is your regular Taco Bell order? Crunchyrap Both Supreme. of you. Front Trap Supreme.
4: And a Double
1: Darker Taco. Double Darker Taco. So I just wanted to talk about last night.
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a
1: surprise to no one. <laughs> but it used to be, Tabor, you know what? Who asked this question? Oh my God, this is going to
0: take like 20 minutes.
1: No, I'm going to condense it. Oh, uh, that was right <laughs> then, Who yeah. was it?
0: That was base weight. Base weight. You got 30 seconds. Base, base weight. Go. <laughs> W-E-I-G-H-T. Or W-A-I-T. W-A-I-T-E. W-A-I-T-E. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's different base English weight. for me. Wait.
1: Wait. Base weight. I'm just going to spend the 30 <laughs> seconds just saying his name. Base weight. So listen up, base weight. They got rid of the Mexican pizza, which is devastating. It <laughs> is. I have never said anything negative about Taco Bell, but I did tweet when that happened. So now that the Mexican pizza is gone, and so is a part of my soul, base uh, basically, my go-to is the black bean chalupa, a cheesy bean and rice burrito with black beans, uh, Crunchwrap Supreme, Cinnamon Twists, but wait, there's more, Chicken Quesadilla, I also very much enjoy, and what's the last thing, Eric?
3: Cinnamon Twists?
1: I already said that one. Did you? I think I did.
3: I don't know, what else you get? Spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is uh the, the last of the uh the questions in a line what makes nothing. you happy that was an easy one there we this did for marco by the way nothing makes you no happy?
1: things make me happy zero um <laughs> kevin eric Tabor, whoever has an avatar of michelangelo from ninja turtles i,
4: I was in the comment on
1: that. jason alexander <laughs> from girls. seinfeld um jeff strife and uh, any other things i might recognize oh a
2: squirrel do you really say Michelangelo? Michelangelo? You really, Michelangelo? Pre- yeah, really? Wow, he's Italian. Oh, I'm
1: Italian.
3: Chicken <laughs> the guy i on Michelangelo. I'm Michelangelo. <laughs>
1: you want a sauce of Chicken, chicken tikka masala. Chicken tikka, hors <laughs> d'oeuvres.
0: The Italian tikka masala. That was like one of
1: my favorite things. Actually, Kevin, I want to do another taco time with you because the hors d'oeuvres gag is like my favorite thing that's ever happened on camera. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, listen, hors d'oeuvres, gang guy. Uh, we are out of time. We got to get you <laughs> well, out of sorry, here. sorry, real quick, real quick. Uh, so I'm going go to go the next thing
1: because now it is. I'm like a teacher now in a preschool. Listen up, uh, Kevin. Are you listening? Thank you, you very are. much. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we should definitely do a taco time, and we should have hors d'oeuvres.
4: This is the end of it.
1: No, I'm not done. Okay. And uh, how would you feel about being together while we do it?
2: What does that mean? I'm talking about being talking in the same about? place. What's happening right now? Right, right. Okay. So you want to hang out sometime. Any, any is this is what you're asking?
1: For a taco time. What'd you sure. do? It?
2: We can, yeah, absolutely. I just wanted, yeah, sorry, I wanted
1: it in front of an audience, so you have to, you kind of got to stick to it now.
2: <laughs> oh, you want
3: to it?
1: <laughs> also, am I still recording? <laughs> All right. Oh, good. It's been I almost so. two hours. <laughs> Holy smokes. Hey, you talk a lot. I don't yeah, talk been a, a while. lot. You talk a lot. <laughs>
2: i haven't been here well uh now that we have like 18 seconds left jake thank you uh so much for joining us eric i was really glad that you were able to jump in as well um (laughs) everybody check out could you survive the movies season i I I hate to interrupt
1: but can we just point out the something about mary hair that eric has right now
2: wow he does have something (laughs) about mary hair Mm -hmm. it's excellent (laughs) Well, for those just listening <laughs> on audio, I'm sorry you had to miss that. But uh, imagine semen it was in someone's quite hair.
1: Visualize <laughs> semen in hair. <laughs> oh, Don't, you you clicking disconnect? Yes.
2: <laughs> oh. Look, yeah, Eric just right, rightfully muted Jake. <laughs> 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 on that note, as as he could, continues to make himself late for his <laughs> own appointment that he has to go to right now, right. Uh, <laughs> with his foolish <laughs> remarks. Um... <laughs> definitely watch the watch their show <laughs> 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 they're just fighting and bickering like an old married couple that they are we didn't even get into how these two fools met a million Grindr. years ago <laughs> before before apps like that existed so dumb. He, and as he continually oh makes himself later for his his own Oh shoot, yeah. Um right as he's beauted but like thinks he's not all right jake eric thank you so much everybody go check out could you survive the the movies season two uh support the show so we can get a season three because i personally personally need more episodes so i want you to help me out so i can watch more of this great show (laughs) uh thanks to all of our patrons for hanging out uh the shirts exist they're on matt's body right now Mm. all of them he's wearing all of them right now t ridiculous. Of t-shirts. Yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> it took him all day to put them on. Um, check out the yep. shirts. Check out our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/thecreateunknown. If you want to keep this podcast going, for some reason, so you can hear stories about Jake vomiting <laughs> in parking lots. Uh, we have uh, your average consumer coming up next week. Judner should be a good episode. Until then, yeah. See you, space cowboys. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Create Unknown. We'd like to extend a huge thank you and congratulations to the Tots and Dumpster crew who save tiny little lives every single month. A tremendous shout out to our elite baby gang commanders. Linus, our newest. Trev's dead, Boromir, BotDogs, Chinchilla, Isaac, Conrad, James, Andrew, Jeff Davis, Patrick Pister, Baseweight, Monahim, Dojangles, and Zero. And thanks to our grizzled, battle-hardened child infantry, Jen Muffasanti Kevin Menard, Mikhail Steinke, Risebred, Sean Malone, Triple Question Mark, Ryan, Kami Maria Marco, Sheep Tom, Viddy Ogre, and Dan the Latch. Thank you as well to our indentured servants, producer Dan Yosua and producer-editor Ben Webster. Thanks to Baseweight for use of Created in the Unknown for the opening theme and to Electro Voice for giving us mics to sound good on top of it.
3: The Create Unknown is an unknown media production in partnership with Studio 71.